Ah, welcome to the Stumble On Inn. I'm here to tell you some stories today. With this newfangled wizardry in your living room or on your screens, we're gonna talk a bit about some party that died at the hands of stuffed animals. But, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's let's get the party on screen and um, introduce them before we kill um, kill uh, not kill them off. Enjoy the the spooky episode together. So, without further ado, my name is Jared and this is the Stumble On In Crystal Keep. Here be dragons. We are on our spooky episode and this is incredibly fun because shenanigans. Why not? We have Sarah. Glenn, Jared, and uh, a dragon in place of Lindsay this week. Um, you know, we, we had to find a fill-in, uh, so found a dragon. Uh, but yeah, we're here. We're having fun. And uh, we're going to tell you some spooky stories. Um, I'm going to go through a couple announcements, but before I do, players, is there anything big happening that the rest of our fan base needs to know about? Do we have any upcoming streams? Any fun going on any halloween costumes you're gonna put on instagram even nothing i mean uh, my stream has moved to mondays it's no oh. longer wednesdays <laughs> yeah right. we're streaming next saturday oh yeah because this is our fifth week we have a wonderful stream next week as the first of the month um hey no mind uh we had a little surgery here on on zelda um she lost a little weight mm. <laughs> But uh, she's she's just fine. Uh, she looks yeah. spooktacular. Spooktacular, right looks, there. She looks thin. <laughs> she lost some weight. She lost some weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now that we're ready for our shenanigans, um, happening in about seven minutes on Instagram, our giveaway is going to start. It is a holiday, meaning Christmas, winter, whatever you celebrate in the the winter in the northern hemisphere <laughs> summer i guess in the southern hemisphere uh thing december time frame we are giving away a wonderful oh boop the dm already oh. boop the dm thank you for that uh we are giving away a critical treasures advent calendar uh this is pretty awesome it's an instagram giveaway all you have to do is go on instagram like the post uh, comment a couple friends in and make sure you're following us and Critical Treasures and you get a chance to win a wonderful advent calendar. It is actually customized to us. This is a special one that she isn't selling in her shop. You're going to win a special Yerby Dragons <clears throat> wonderful prize. So I'll, I'll let that sink in. Take a breather. Uh, <laughs> pick up the popcorn you just knocked off the, the couch because you're so excited. Glenn, pick up the popcorn that you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, oh, the dog's got it. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, we're going to kick off with our spooky episode then. Uh, take a look at our sponsors. They're on my left on the screen, um, just on the other side of our player card. You'll find them in chat. There's a bunch of great groups of people that are doing awesome things in the gaming and D&D communities, and they have product. Uh, critical treasures we've called out. But there's Heimdall Dice, uh, Encounter Plus, and Caffeinated Cobalt. Learn more about them as you can. Um, anyone have any last words before I kill you off on this spooky episode? Do it. Do it. Ooh. 
Challenge accepted. I, I'm taking nothing Ready. else here. So, as we had left our party at the end of our last <laughs> session, they had gotten into the king's inner sanctum, the special magical storage in this castle that, um, well, was more or less unknown. According to Electrum, uh, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, and the map that the party had seen, there was nothing known about this room. A magical door had let them through, and uh, when I say them, it was the presence of the king had requested Corrigan to join him for lunch. And while Corrigan had joined, Eljor had followed as well. So Eljor and Corrigan were uh, more roaming the halls, more or less, trying to figure out where the king was taking them, pushing a few stones on the wall. The wall had opened up, and they had entered a hiding place. Now, out in the, the main foyer, we had Lily and Fizz just chilling, having some lunch, not allowed to join the king, but they had gotten bored, and so what do bored kobolds do? They go investigate, quote-unquote, get into some trouble. Now, Lily and Fizz had roamed around a little bit and then decided they're going to find where Eljor Corrigan. To be clear, we weren't bored and aimlessly roaming. We were searching with intention. Searching with intention. Sorry. I mean, I just play kobolds and Electrum's a kobold, so in the back of my head <laughs> I go, ooh, shiny. Apologies for assuming ooh, shiny. Yeah. But with the intention of finding where Corrigan and Eljor had gone, and to learn more about this inner room that they had been tasked to get something from, which was a magical rope. A rope that worked without needing to be fastened to anything, meaning you could climb it, I guess, without tying it to a tree, a trunk, a stone, whatever. It's gonna be useful, I guess, in their heists. But uh, yeah, they're, they're making their way in. And just as we had left at the end of the episode, the king had opened a large metal chest, one that this item was to be placed in. And he threw a rope out into the hallway, or at the edge of the doorway, where Fizz was standing with her small cloak of hidey thingies, uh, shimmering just in the, the hall. And within her bag of, I guess, holding? Of... Things holding. Things holding. Yes, it's not just a bag of holding, it's a full room now um lily had sat now some of you go hey 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 bag of holding they only have 10 minutes of air in there no nope, this one things has a magical plant that lives in the center which provides enough oxygen so lily sitting within this bag not knowing what's going on outside a rope dropped at fizz's feet fizz quickly dumps it into the bag and it drops down right next to lily but another item gets thrown out of this metal case in front of Fizz, and it's a blanket that's really tattered and worn, and as it hits the ground, it pops up into a small pup tent. The pup, the pup tent is facing a little bit away from Fizz, but a foul stench starts coming out of the tent, and the tent is all tattered, and the front door gets kind of pushed open by a tattered cloth hand that reaches out. Some grumbling and moaning heard inside. 
this is where we are left off. Now, at this point, the king, Eljor, and Cory can hear a little bit of a moan behind them as if some undead creature may or may not be in their midst. It's very faint, as if it's muffled behind a pillow or a cloth. Lily, unfortunately, can't hear that within the bag, but uh, this is where you all step in. What is it that you do, party? I sit in the bag. <laughs> I sit in the bag. I play canasta. <laughs> With yourself? I don't know. I've never played. What are you, 106? <laughs> hey now, Maybe? hey now. Just because some of us know how to play canasta. <laughs> uh, do I remember? This is just for for me. Did they take our weapons when we came in? They took a couple weapons. I know they did at the. No, they didn't uh, at no. this one. No, you you've yeah, left they out. did at the they... party. I wasn't sure if they did here. Yeah, they've let you be. Um, for the most part, it mm. seems that the king has uh, been okay with those entering the grounds and has either vetted you or uh, has something up his sleeve if you decide to be a jerk. Or he just doesn't care. For all you know, uh, he's just hanging out there just being a dude. Cool. Being a dude. Being a dude. Sub dudes. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eljor. What is that? The king looks around. Um, did, did you guys bring any friends back here? He sloshes the wine that's in his hand, sets it down, and looks at it. Stay, I'm finishing you in a minute. And he turns around, and the king is obviously already back on the sauce, enjoying his his riches. Uh, and as he turns, he looks at the pup tent and grabs Eljor on the shoulder. D did you put that there? No, sir, I did not. Turns and looks at Cory. What? What magic is this? This is interesting. I thought we were with you what are we I thought we were looking in this box well we were and i threw a few things out and that can't did be you put the, it there that can't be the, the blanket i just threw out and he starts to take a step forward and another couple hands kind of reach out all small like stuffed animal hands of some sort uh but they're they're tattered and the fluffing coming out of them is not white and and fluffy, but like black and gooey kind of dripping out of these creatures. And the moans become multiple. It's almost as if they're about ready to burst through the door. Should should wash your blankets more. Yeah. At that moment, the king steps back just a mo just a, a few steps. Uh, do you you fellows know how to fight, right? Because um, 
he looks down at his sides, not carrying a weapon, not carrying any form of weaponry whatsoever, not even a dagger in his boot, as he kind of looks down at his boots. He seems to be defenseless and relying on Cory and Eljor, not noticing the shimmering spot in the hall next to the tent that is Finn's. Well, that's why, that's why I keep Eljor around. All right. I'll fight. I crack my neck, <laughs> pull my weapon out, and just kind of be at the ready, I guess. Come through. I'll, I'll pull my little uh, antler dirk out and just have it at the ready. All right. As you do, you notice that the door kind of gets pulled open on this, this tent. And the door is facing away from your general direction. Not directly away from you, but like at a, a counter angle. Um, and as the door gets kind of pushed open, the flap moves forward. One stuffed creature comes limping out and it's missing an arm and it looks like it's been sewn together about 50 or 100 times tears in all directions uh and as as it comes out uh the button eye on its face drops to the ground and rolls towards eljor and as it bumps into eljor's boot it actually kind of disintegrates into a couple pieces as it's tattered and falling apart this creature stumbling towards Eljor, and you can see some of the seams pulling apart and the black ooze of filling kind of dripping out in all directions. I mean, I'm going to try and stab it? Right. Roll to hit. I'm, like, crouched down, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm, like, hiding under the little cape for the... for, uh, Corgan, but... Um, I, I like look into the bag and I'm like, uh, things are getting a little weird out here. There's like arms reaching out of a blanket. Just what so do you, know. what do you mean weird? What There's do you arms. mean arms out of a blanket? There's arms reaching out from the blanket. Which blanket? The one in the chest with the rope that I just dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So the blanket's alive? No, but there's arms coming out of it that aren't the blanket. Okay. Do you need me? I, I don't... I'll come up there. I, don't, I know, I know. Let's just wait a minute because they don't know we're here yet. So... Okay. <clears throat> I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> okay, I will be ready okay um actually i'm gonna take the bag and i like i'm like okay and i like tilt it like slowly so she can like look out so through the top of the room you don't feel the room of the bag like tilt or turn you just see kind of the viewport turn and you get as you're looking up you get a view kind of from the floor looking at this tent, and you see little stuffed arms dangling out as well, and you see the backside of this creature that had walked out and started stumbling towards Eljor. So I see his butt? Yes, you see butts. <clears throat> butts? It's a butts, butts, butts of these little stuffed creatures. Dog butt, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you see 
the rear side of this stuffed goblin-like creature. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what was the roll to hit there, Eljor? Eleven. Eleven. As you stab forward, you just kind of pierce the side of this this creature, and black ooze drips down your sword and down the front. And as it hits the ground, it kind of turns into like a, a really dark cotton color, like a filling from a, a stuffed animal, but in a very dark brown, almost black <laughs> nature. Like tar, ichor, or something like that. Yeah, so it's like it's oozing and goo on them, and then it drops and turns into fluff on the floor. Uh, but still not the prettiest of fluff. It doesn't seem to do much more than kind of walk forward on your sword as if it doesn't seem to have felt it. I mean, I'm going to pull my sword back and say, uh, Your Majesty, I think we should leave. He looks around and grabs his wine and kind of looks towards the door wary of going near the tent, and the tent is right in the doorway at that point. Um, if you think, oh, it's, if you think it's best, you're you're next to the door. You're, you're like, just stepping in, and the tent is, like, in front of the path out. Okay. If you think it's best, then, um, well, we must go by that thing. Uh, shall we try around the backside? And he takes a big swig of his wine, you hear a big huff uh, as he's nervous for what's going on now. I mean, pretty sure fluff burns, yes? It's burnt. Well, yes, we could we could try that indeed. Let's. Uh, do you have a match? And he starts feeling around uh, for one on him. Can I can I borrow your can I can I borrow the rest of your your wine, my lord? Oh, okay. And he reluctantly hands it over to you. And kind of watches longingly as you grab the the goblet from him. I want to splash the blanket or the, the, the thing with the wine and then okay. blast it with a produce flame. All right. So you splash, you fly over and splash the, uh, the tent-like structure, correct? Or the, mm -hmm. the creature walking towards? The tent that it okay. came from. Yeah, and then you blast with produce flame. The flame rises up and turns a bright green. It uh, produces very little heat, um, and it, it starts to fill the room with smoke that's dense and settles at your feet. Uh, and the smell is a bit like burning hair. Uh, so it's, it's very grotesque, and it fills the room, settles at your feet, producing a bright green pyre that stands tall and makes it hard to see over and through the tent. So, Fizz, you aren't able to see what's going on on the other side because of this. Um, you can see the front of the tent, where some of the smoke seems to be kind of billowing into and getting sucked into the tent, as if there's a, a draft pulling it in. From the other side, uh, it's much the same. Corey, you're, you are caught by the flame just a little bit as it comes up, uh, and it doesn't sear you or singe you as a, a flame you would expect, but it, it hits you almost like a splash of acid, um, and it sizzles. Uh, you don't take any damage from it, but it stings for sure as it kind of splashes up against your, your leg. Um, 
as the fire had burst immediately from the top. Well, like, I know that they said they were going to come towards the door, and I know I'm standing, like, in the door, so I'm going to, like, I've got the bag, I'm crouched down with the cape, so I'm kind of, like, slowly, like, crab walking, like, shuffling around, because I'm going to go, like, around the tent, basically, and then I'll, like, follow them out. Around the back or the front of the tent? Well, I'm going around the back to go up to the front so that I can follow them out so I don't get, like, bumped into. All right. So as you're as you're shuffling around the back of the tent, um, a couple of the holes in the tent, a little uh, paw kind of reaches out and smacks at you, and you hear ah, behind. Um, I need you to roll a dexterity to make sure you can get out of the way without dropping the cloak. Um, it was just a check, or was it? Uh, yeah, it'd be a check. Uh, it's a three. It's a three. As you kind of step off to the side, it grabs and gets a hold of the cloak on you and shows off a little bit of your, your hindquarters. Uh, so there's a, a cobalt butt sticking out uh, and some of the bag. And the rest of the group, as you're getting around, sees this cobalt butt kind of poke out. And the king, what's that over there? It seems like another creature coming from the other side. Um, my lord, I believe maybe the wine has done something to your eyesight. I don't see anything. I'm like tugging the cape back down. Yeah, it only takes a moment for you to tug the cape back down. The the king blinks heavily and like leans in and puts an arm on Eldor's shoulder and kind of leans on him. Well, maybe, oh, this wine is taking hold a little bit strong because it's no longer there. I'm... I swear, I saw, like, a dragon or something. A whole Some dragon king mine. doesn't even know the difference between a dragon and a kobold. As a reminder, this king is in his early 20s, uh, barely fit to rule. He hasn't been in battle, as far as you can tell. He seems to be very uh, light in the muscle category. So, with Fizz hidden back a little bit more, uh, these creatures now start to slowly pour out of the front. Uh, Five, six, ten of them. They begin to wander aimlessly in all directions, a few towards your group, uh, a few towards, like, leaving the door uh, of this room, and a couple just kind of start moving in amongst the gear and items and tables in this small room. Uh, none of them seem malicious in going for anything specifically, but they're all just kind of spreading out and bumping into things and wreaking a little havoc and making a mess with all of their oozy, drippy cottoniness. I'm just <clears throat> going to stand between the king and them, and if any of them get close enough to be within attack range, I'm going to hit them. All right. Uh, Lily, as you're sitting in the bag, the the giant stone with the eye in it, the eye kind of turns mm-hmm. and looks at you and then looks out the door. And in the back of your mind, you hear, <laughs> what is this? This is new and 
terrifying. I wish I knew. Nothing is said back to you, uh, and there's no information given. It seems this is the first time this eye is seeing it as well. Mm -hmm. Does it still count for my wish? <laughs> you may ask again. I may ask again or I may ask a different wish. Nothing said to you on that. It seems I is of few words. He's so mysterious. I, great I. Well, how about I try to wish for something else? Let's see. I wish for... Boots of elven kind. <laughs> Boots of elven kind. Uh, your backpack kind of shifts a little bit, uh, as if something was jammed into your bag. Um, but it feels like it's at the very bottom of your, your satchel. I'm going to check it. All right, so you're digging through your backpack. Uh, and outside, where all the creatures are fumbling aimlessly, Fizz, you're starting to slowly get surrounded by them. They don't seem to know your presence, uh, but they're close to bumping into you. Um, I have a thought. Um, oh, so I bought some of that rope or got some rope from Electrum. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna try to like get some out and cut off a portion of it. Okay. Was that stored in the the bag that Lily's in or in something else? Yeah, it would be in there. So, Lily, as you're digging through your bag, uh, Fizz, like, pops her head and arm in and starts digging for something on one of the shelves near the, the entrance. And, Fizz, you see Lily, like, digging to the bottom of her bag right now. Excuse me? What do you need? Um, excuse yourself. This is my house, for one. <laughs> for two, I'm just grabbing my rope and getting a chunk of that. Oh, here it is. Uh, it's getting kind of crowded out here. Then I I give her the rope. All right, uh, so tossing it up, uh, Fizz, you're able to catch the rope that Lily tosses to you. Okay, I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I like count out how much I need, and then All I like, right. cut it. All right, so you cut a chunk off of that rope. Uh, Lily, you get to the bottom of your bag, and wrapped in a, a fine paper seems to be a pair of, of slippers or boots. Um, roughly about your size, um, but it seems to be wrapped as like a gift or a present. Ooh, are they what they what I think they are? Potentially, uh, if you decide to open them. But while you're uh, opening this gift, we go back outside to the rest of the group. Um, these creatures just continue to pour out, and then at 
some moment after you see about 50 or 60 have poured out and have filled sort of the room and started wandering down the hall, uh, it sounds like you hear a muffled scream from within this tent. Uh, seems to be a, a younger person. Um, can't quite tell gender from it, but it seems like uh, potentially a person is in distress within this little fort. The uh, guy, or the, the the pillow zombies coming out, are they filling the room that the king Eljor and I are in, or filling yeah, in the hallway? Both. Uh, they're filling kind of aimlessly within the room, and they're getting slightly closer to you within a few feet, but they, they don't seem to come at you uh, with intention. They just kind of mosey past and are moving about, bumping into things with their little arms out. Um, <clears throat> and they're going down the hall as well. Um, okay. Oh, uh, Corgan's gonna turn to the king. Uh, we like, my lord, uh, for your safety, uh, perhaps, uh, you might want to, uh, get into that box that you were, we took the things out of. We can protect you in there a little bit easier. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, as that long way as they you, won't bother you. As long as you make sure to let me out of it. Um, and he, like, dives into the box and grabs the lid with... M- very little thought and just kind of pulls it down on him and then lifts it up and you hear thank you and the lid slams down shut the heavy metal uh top is now on top of the king uh, as far as you can understand from these creatures they shouldn't be able to get it open without sheer numbers uh none of them seem to be strong enough to approach and open uh so you you guys have a little bit more of the advantage at the moment do uh, I see him get in there? You see a bit of a shuffle, and you see the king kind of drop down into or behind something. So you may assume he climbed into a chest or behind a chest. Would I understand that it's a chest that wouldn't be opened easily? Um, You may have seen some glints of metal, uh, but I don't know if you know fully that he's like protected or that things are safe. Uh, you just know that he kind of ducked out of view. Okay. So, the scream within the tent, the king now in the metal chest, uh, Fizz is getting some undetermined amount, length of rope, and doing something with it. Um, and after the scream, all of the little zombie goblin things stop, and then they turn, and Whoever's closest to them, they just kind of turn and face and just stand and stare with their lifeless uh, button eyes kind of dangling in place. Uh, For those that have it, some don't have it. Some are missing arms. Some are missing heads altogether. Uh, But they all turn and stop for a couple seconds in a somewhat menacing mode, it seems. So wait, they're staring at each other or they're staring no, at them? They're staring at whoever is closest to them. Uh, yeah, I wanted to nothing. attack them when they were within range. So Yeah. If they, yeah, if they're within five feet, I'm hitting them. Uh, there are a couple. One kind of steps forward out of the stopped group um, and steps towards Eljor. And 
is now within distance of hitting. I got a nine. Nine. Uh, you swing just over the head of this one, and as you swing and your blade barely misses, uh, much of the group just starts to slowly move towards you in lockstep. And as they do, they bump into Fizz a little bit and kind of shove her around as they're just kind of pushing past. Uh, a few of them stop briefly and seem to try and understand what they're navigating around and then just push through. Um, Fizz, one dexterity check for me to see if the cape stays on. It's a 17. A 17. So you're figuring out your rope and then you grab the cape and you hold it on and you keep figuring out your rope and these things are walking past you at about your height. Okay, well, I have what I need and I cut it, whatever. Okay. So I like lean in and I go, hey, I think, uh, I think the fight might be starting now. If if you if you wanna mount or not, I don't. Care. Is that for me? Yeah, yeah I she leaned into the. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, where's she leaning? Uh, uh, yeah. Let me out. I'll as help. as as she's saying that, you've just opened your beautiful elven boots that may or may not be what you expect them to be. Uh, you have to find that out. Uh, okay. But they're a beautiful elven tailor made about your size. Okay. Um, I'll try to attune to them later, because I don't okay. have time now. <laughs> I'll be you in the bag for a bit. You don't kind. Oh. You don't. You just pop them on. <laughs> Alright, I'm putting them on. There it is. So, it takes a few quick. seconds. It takes a few seconds to kick off your boots and pop the other ones on. Uh, Fizz has leaned back out of the bag. Um, another couple of these creatures are within reach of Eljor. Do you want to keep swinging or yeah all right uh, so... they're they're blocking the exit so i can't get out at this point so yeah so let's do three rolls to hit as they just wander aimlessly at you uh arms start to kind of stretch out as they get closer and while those rolls are being done Corey, are there any actions you wish to be taking uh so i'm trying to figure stuff out um i'd probably just throw flames at at them as they get closer. Okay. Uh, you can roll uh, two rolls to hit here as well. I got a 12 and a 9. 12 and a 9. Uh, you lop the head off of one of these and it <laughs> kind of bursts onto the floor. Uh, the ooze again turns into fluff uh, and the, the body of the creature still keeps walking towards you a little bit and then just slumps over. Um... <clears throat> And the second one, you you narrowly miss. Uh, 19 on the first throw. Okay. Uh, and then the second throw, I probably hit Eldor in the head with a one. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so as you're firing, um, let's see here. You actually end up hitting right at... Uh, at the feet of our little hidden disguised kobold uh, and a burst of flame pops up right underneath the cloak uh, and kind of catches a little bit on uh, Fizz's garments. Fizz, you, you get a little bit of smoke and flame start happening. We're not in battle, right? You're not in battle at so this moment. Like, hey man, watch for 
what you're doing as I jump up and like shake the cloak around. Uh, so you guys get uh, a guaranteed view of the, the kobold in your midst. Um, the other fireball hits and explodes one of these creatures. Uh, they just kind of turned into a bunch of, of little fire embers floating down. Um, they're very old, very uh, fragile, and burn easily, it seems. Uh, again, as, as Fizz reacts, and Lily is starting to uh, come out of the bag there, uh, another scream is heard within the tent. What is going on out here? He's throwing fireballs at me. We didn't know you were there. I mean, you're invisible. Me invisibility. Kent. Well, surprise. Maybe don't be creeping around. (laughs) I got the rope, by the way. Awesome. Uh, Uh, I do the shush noise. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just point at the box. <laughs> Did you put the king in a box? Yeah, he's safe in there from these goblets, from these these. He put himself there, though. Whatever these things. Okay. okay. I was worried protecting. that you just shoved him in there. Oh no, he dove! He dove right on, right on in. <laughs> Even got him to we put got... down his bottle. It was quite a feat. We got to get it. To, got to get him to safety now, too. All right, so. Has this tent always been here? Did it just like pop, pop out of nowhere? It was a blanket and he threw it and it hit the ground and then arms started reaching out. A few more of those uh, zombie stuffed goblins close in a bit where Lily and Fizz are with the new voices and visuals they have in the room. Uh, they have additional targets. So there's about four goblins that have turned and faced uh, Fizz and Lily, and are moving in towards them. Do you Can wish I make to... a check to see uh, if I know anything about this creature? Yeah, uh, you can do a nature, you can do a history. Um, because they look more man-made, you would probably want to roll on history as what you recall on. If you wish to roll on nature, you can. Uh, if you believe you've seen these in the wild. Um, Alright, nine. Nine on uh, history. I rolled history. Okay. Uh, so as as you think back on like what these things could be, to the best of your understanding, they seem like uh, they could have been stuffed toys in a shop. Uh, you recall as a youngster seeing a few stuffed toys in in a shop window that had similar shapes, um, and the the shop was a, a strange place. It had um, all sorts of like baddies. Uh, there was some orc posable figures, there was some goblin stuffed animals, there was um, a couple like dragon toys that you could uh, hang from your ceiling is what you recall from that shop. And so these look okay. somewhat similar to the goblin toys you'd seen. Uh, okay. Can I, should I do an arcana check to understand if maybe this is magical? You could, if you want to check on potential reasoning as to what they could be doing, seeing that it may be a toy and moving about, Arcana could give you some information. Okay. Let's give it a try. 18. 18. Uh, So, using your knowledge and understanding of them potentially being a toy, 
Um, you are kind of assuming there is some magical force behind them being animated or moving, uh, that they probably shouldn't have a life force on their own. Um, so to you, you know that there's a source. And wherever they've come from, there's a source of this light that they have. Um, you don't know quite what that magic would be. It's probably a mixture of a few magics um, dealing with, with life and illusion and whatnot. So uh, to you, you just know something is fueling them. Okay. Um, can I take a look inside the tent? Yeah, you would have to push around a couple of these creatures that are kind of coming in at you. So if you wish to engage in in a combat, attack them, or move past them, it's up to you how you deal with that. Do they have weapons? No, they're all just kind of wandering and, and shambling towards okay. each of you. I'm just going to push past them. Okay. And... I need you to make one strength check as you push past and they kind of grab out at you. Sounds good. Strength check check it is just a second nine nine uh with a little bit of effort you're able to push past they don't seem to have much hold on you um but they do kind of stick with you like they catch a, a, a hand on like your cloak and get pulled a little bit so they're right behind you um uh, in okay. in your movement um as you peek into this tent, a, a very uh, dense fog lays within it. Uh, the tent itself on the inside is thousands of feet deep and wide uh, from what you can understand. The, the pathway in looks as if you are going to step on like a, a really old cobble pathway, but all of the stones seem to be made of pillows um, everything seems to be stitched. The the dark, dense forest that you're in seems to be made out of uh, stuffed characters or creatures of some sort. Uh, some of the trees moving a little bit, uh, a little uh, oddly, as if maybe a breeze had passed through. The moon up in the distance that glows, you almost believe to see there's stitching around that. Um, this world within the this blanket tent is not of flesh and bone and blood, but of stitch and cotton and fiber. Okay. Uh, is there anything unusual? Like, I guess, are there any markings on the walls or anything like that? Uh, within, it looks like you're on a, a cobblestone path that leads into a dense forest. Um, it doesn't seem to be any, like, walls with markings on them. Some of the trees... Uh, seem to be old and, and decaying and falling apart. There's a sign about 60 or 70 feet in that you can tell it looks like a crossroads path at a split. Uh, there is a fog that kind of ripples through and makes it hard to read what the sign says, uh, but you can tell it's it's got stitching letters on a couple posts pointing in two directions. Okay. Uh, do I still hear the noises that I heard while I was outside the tent? You, you do hear uh, another scream in the distance as you're peering in. The rest of you hear that. It's a little more muffled now to those of you not next to the door of the tent. Okay. I'm going to step back out of the tent. All right. And join the party. As you do, there's only a couple more goblins that are near uh, your group, but you hear them wandering down the halls, uh, clanking into things, 
Uh, you hear a scream down the halls as if one of the staff has encountered these creatures. Um, and it's fairly quiet enough for you to have a conversation as all of you are now standing there able to talk. <clears throat> so I'm not super concerned with these little creatures. However, I do think we should contain them and try to put them back into the tent. Come on, is that really our responsibility? He has an entire guard. They can't deal with some stuffed animals. Yeah. What if we just, you know, throw the tent away? There Without the creatures in it? Out at the source. I don't know. I mean, it'll stop more from coming. Maybe. That's true. And then we could we burn them all out. alive. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't you kill one? Or burn one or something? Yeah, we burned burned one. Little singed fluff. Never hurt anybody. The head was that taken off I. of another. Alright, so let's figure out how to close up this tent then. What was what was screaming inside there? No clue. Once you get in there, it's just a dense forest. Goes on for miles. But we should find out, because if someone's in there screaming, they might need help. They might be trapped in there. I, I have or to ask. Or it could be a trap. I have to ask. Just a dense forest that goes on for miles within a tent. Uh, have any of you seen such a thing? I mean, I know we've encountered now a, a bag of holding that someone has spent time in. Uh, is that just something that rolls off of Lily's tongue like nothing happens or no, it, just, it feels like, like a trap no and I don't want to step I think into so. it that's, <laughs> that's what I think I, so. that's the reason I think I'm quite familiar with pocket dimensions <laughs> I'm quite I mean I did just get out of a bag it's interesting but it just feels like like a scream from within a terrifying zombie stitched world like it's just, I feel like it's just drawing us in. No, no problem. Not, nothing problematic here. I just, I, I just think there's probably some, I don't know, thought, plot, plot thread that we could tug on there. Maybe for the next hour and a half, two hours. If we, <laughs> if we go into there. I mean, this is your world. I've got, I, I've got scary things in all directions. This is the spooky episode. You guys choose to do whatever. Something scary. Ooh, happen. spooky potato. Spooky. The I don't know. I mean, these, these uh, characters are pretty spooky in here. These little teddy bears. Dragons. Um, no, but dragons? I think we should. Yeah. Didn't you say dragons? they were dragons? How no, they were talking oh, about me. No one did. No, oh, okay. uh, you recalled that you saw uh, stuffed goblins in a shop that had other creepy creatures that were toys when you were a child, when you were, used your history check. Okay. So there's no I must dragons, have filled just in the stuffed dragon goblins. Person. Okay. She bonked her head coming out of the bag. She, like, tipped down on it. Sure did. <laughs> All um, right, well, if we're okay. going to go save somebody from here, then we... 
If I die, it's your fault, and then I'm just gonna go straight in. <laughs> You're just gonna dive straight into this. this You're tent. just gonna go into the tent? Yeah. No reason to delay it. If we're I gonna try and help trap. this person. Eljor, as you go diving in, uh, the mustiness that was in this this room uh, goes away, and it's a chilly, cool evening uh, as you step inside. As you look around, uh, what you had entered through seems to be a, a small tent on the other side. So there's a small tent pitched in the middle of this, uh, this walk path, and it's in the middle of this forest. It seems to be an older path, one that you might have encountered in travels before that isn't widely used. So there's some uh, overgrowth coming up along the sides of the road. Uh, but this overgrowth is yarns and uh, woven materials, not like weeds and leaves and things. But they have a very similar nature in what they look like. Uh, so you <laughs> you might see some of the, the standard weeds, but in a woven state, like your grandmother might have uh, woven into... <laughs> Everything's doilies. For you. Yeah, doilies and, and whatnot. Uh, but We're just entirety, seeing Little Big Planet, too, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's it's handcrafted and definitely not of your world. I love that uh, the, the entirety of this place is utterly different. You've, you've stepped into a different place. It's not just like living within uh, the same room. So it's a different space, a different time. It's cool. There's a couple crickets in the background, uh, and then the scream you hear up ahead at the split of the signposts, about 50, 60 feet, as where the, the road splits, but uh, it seems like that scream is just past that somewhere. Okay, I'm just gonna kind of mark that in my head as okay. where I heard it, and then wait for anybody else to come through. So all of you see Eldro just kind of dive into the small pup tent. Uh, the the speed and and momentum that he had you would have expected him to kind of bust out the back side because uh, this tent is barely big enough to to hold him um but he doesn't i mean i didn't say don't use caution <laughs> Who, who's next who's next <laughs> I, okay i guess i'll go yeah, well, let's go. Biz and Lily go in side by side, it seems. For the science. For the science. <laughs> For science. Um, as, as you enter, uh, Fizz, the bag at your side, shakes and rattles and starts to hum as you've entered in. And as you do, there's a, a force that feels like uh, a gust of wind that pulls Corey in and twirls them around. Um, the entirety of the tent kind of collapses in around you and as you all step into this new world you hear and the tent behind you just kind of goes up into the air and just disappears into nothing not even a fiber is left in the air uh, and you're stuck on this road the bag at Fizz's side was a, a older burlap look it is now um, looking like a very crocheted um, pinks and purples and blues, uh, like baby's first crocheted bag <laughs> mentality. Um, but it's still it's still puffed up and still kind of blowing air out of the top of it. So it changed I'm its like look. Checking on it, like everything inside. Is, everything inside seems fine. 
Um, aside from there's a pristine uh, stuffed goblin sitting down in the corner as if it was just finished being made um, and is sitting there lifeless not like any of the others uh, that you'd seen. In my bag or in the in woods? In bag. I poke it. As you lean in and kind of poke it, it's barely within reach. Um, it's got a, a firm plushiness to it, and it doesn't move, it doesn't react. Uh, it just sits there as like one souvenir you would have picked up and are bringing to a friend or something. I'm like, are you alive? Nothing is said. Uh, you are all seeing like Fizz leaning into her bag, and you hear her mumbling, "Are you alive?" Everything okay? What? <laughs> you were Wait, leaning into your folding, bag. Right? We should have left it outside. I'm surprised we didn't get thrown into the astral sea. No, everything is fine. Odd indeed. Except now there's a goblin in there, but it's not like a real goblin. It's like one of those zombies, but it's like not a zombie. It's like people new, but it doesn't move. What? Also, Corrigan, should we be worried about the king? We could be in here for a while. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I was going to let him know before I came in, but then the thing grabbed me. Um, Is he locked we'll in to... there? No, no, he should be able to get out himself. Okay. But... He doesn't seem very smart, so I think he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't get hit with a fireball. <laughs> yeah, but he climbed in a box and shut himself in. And we climbed into a weird blanket tent. Yeah, <laughs> we sure did. But it's now not we a so, is there uh, any, like, symbol or stitching on the wall or anything that might suggest that the door was there? So that if we come back to this place, we would understand that there's a door. No, so, so from all you can understand is what you had come through was a, a mirror tent. Uh, that tent popped up into the air and disappeared. And you, if you walk towards it, you can continue to walk down this road deeper into the dark forest behind you. Okay. So there's no wall. No wall. This is a, this no. is a forest. Okay. You're in essentially, you keep saying the walls, and I'm like... You're essentially in a different plane, it feels, or a mirror plane of some sort. Okay. Wait, we're in a mirror? Um, I heard the scream from over there. Let's go. Lead on. This is why we came in here. Yeah. Uh, you got those fancy boots. You can be quiet. Why don't you lead us yeah. off? You uh, recognize my boots? Aren't they nice? Yes. My people made those. They are wonderful. I've heard good things. And here I am trying them out for myself. Here I am trying them out. Uh, as you all start to walk forward, you do notice that because the ground is plush, it's it's like walking on a very thick carpet. Uh, <laughs> you do know that uh, like all you can of the be 70s. fairly stealthy. Yeah, it's, it's basically like 
carpet out of the 70s, correct. Uh, the shag rug. Um, yeah. You're, you're able to walk, and you notice that you are not making a lot of noise as you step. So for mechanical purposes, you'll get a, a bonus to your stealth if you want to roll on that. Um, but for your characters, yeah. you know that you can be sneakier much easier. Great. Great, great, great. And then um... there's those who can flutter and fly. Uh, sorry, you don't get a bonus for wing flappies. <laughs> That's alright. You don't get a bonus for being awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not a sneaky. Um... Unless you walk. Uh, but yeah, are you trudging forward <clears throat> towards where the screams were heard? Right. As you move through Yo. this forest, the, the evening is cool. Uh, you feel a light breeze come through. The the trees up uh, above have yarn hanging down on some that sways in the wind and some really uh, beautifully stitched leaves. One kind of falls. Instead of fluttering down like a leaf would, it just goes thump like a small pillow would off of the tree. Um, it's an eerie feel as the the moon above seems to be stitched and is casting light somehow. Um, it's fairly dark, so you're able to see ahead for the most part with this moonlight. And as you get about two-thirds of the way to the sign, so about 40 or so feet in, um, up ahead, a large figure kind of lumbers into uh, the, the cross path where the sign is and turns and looks towards the group and you can see it's uh somewhat of like an orcish size and build um but it too seems to be stitched and it turns and starts walking towards the group and stands a bit taller and pulls a blade off of its back uh it's got a hilt with a bunch of strings hanging off of it but the blade seems quite real it glints a little bit in the moonlight and it starts trudging forward with a little bit of speed. It's about 25 feet out from you, and it seems to be coming to engage. Uh, how are we going to skirt this combat? Unless you want to uh, just roll for initiative. That's not our style. That's not your style. All right, let's go. <laughs> shenanigans. shenanigans. What, what, are, what are the shenanigans to prevent this combat? Wait, the thing is running at us? It's it's starting to get a bit of pace. It's moved from a little bit of a walk speed to a, a bit of a hustle towards you. Not a full-on run. How far away is I it? Ca- uh, 25 or so feet. I cast Fog Cloud on it and put it into a 20-foot radius sphere of fog while we sneak away. Nice. As you cast Fog Cloud on it, uh, the fog just blows up kind of around it. Uh, and instead of being complete fog, it seems to be very light uh, tendril polyfill, so something uh, that fits this world. Um, it's well, it's tangible, like you could grab it and kind of uh, move it around. You you feel like uh, it's only a few feet away from you. You feel like you could put a hand in it and kind of move through it, um, but it's not a fog that you've seen before. Uh, the fog stops and kind of moves around, and you can tell that this thing is very confused. Um, so, in order to sneak around it, you have to kind of move into some of the, the brush in between some of the trees as it's in the center of the path. Uh, stumbling about, it seems. Let's do it. It's not great. Uh, so, do we, we should probably roll stealth in order to do so as quietly as possible. 
Yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so if you want to sneak around, uh, a stealth roll plus four for your plush environment. 23? 23. 13. Ouch, 13, okay. That's with a plus eight from me and a plus four from you. So that tells you Ooh. what number I pulled. Ooh! I, I was homeschooled, so I think you rolled a 12. <laughs> uh, almost. Almost. Take off Corey the two. Fizz. <laughs> Take off the two. Corey or Fizz, are you rolling stealth? Or are you just going to kind of walk around it, fly over uh, it? I roll stealth, but it's an 18. And that's right. just with my normal. I got a five. So you rolled a one as well? No. My, wait, I get a plus four? Yes. Oh, everyone. I thought it was only for her because no, of her boobs. It's a squishy no. environment. So I get my modifier plus an additional four. Yes. Oh, then I got a nine. It's not as <laughs> bad. <laughs> well, uh, for the two of you that rolled poorly, um, it seems that as you're sneaking around, uh, you step on a, a couple piles of buttons that seem to be like pebbles, and they clack and clatter and. Uh, kind of slide out from under you just a little bit. Um, the fog cloud moves in your general direction a little bit, catching you briefly on the edges. Uh, so you're you're in a little bit of impaired uh, vision at this point. You know where you're going, uh, so if you wish to forge forward, uh, you may. If you wish to do something else, let me know what that is. I mean, what's the creature doing? It seems to be coming towards you. Uh, you can't quite see uh, in the, oh, the fog cloud because yeah. it's it's engulfed on the center of it. Got it. But the fog cloud is moving towards us. The fog cloud okay. is moving oh. towards the sound source, yes. I'm just gonna... I, I mean, I'm impaired. Not not physically, like I can move normally. It's just you like can I can't see yeah. super well, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try and keep sneaking, I guess. I mean, I don't know. How far away it was from us so uh each of you is able to make your way forward uh, the the worst of the movement is just getting a little bit of this stuff in your mouth and on kind of in your eyes as you come out of the fog cloud you've got it stuck on some of your uh your outfit and your armor um as it was essentially a polyfill that was very fine so you come out of it with bits and pieces like you just walked through a, a fake haunted house uh, and got spider webbing all over you the fake spider webbing of course um, and you're on the other side with the full group and the fog cloud just kind of continues to wander you don't hear much sound within the middle of it uh, it doesn't seem to be calling out or yelling or anything what is it that you do continue forward to the sign shoot some fireballs in the middle of this thing. How yeah, we... I think we should keep moving forward. Towards, has yeah, the yeah, creature... towards the, the voice. Yeah. yeah, has the creature noticed that we have moved on? It, it hasn't noticed much. It's still kind of wandering, trying to figure out where you had gone. Um, probably okay. unsure of why its vision suddenly went to uh, very foggy to none. Um, so moving forward towards the sign, you you see some of the brush up ahead uh, kind of wiggle and move, 
and uh, a young woman falls out and she's like hustling up towards you um, but you notice that her uh, her garments seemed a bit more like hand woven like the rest of the environment uh, she herself seems fairly human uh, her arm looks a little off as she's scrambling towards you and as she get up up to the group she begins to speak and open her mouth and uh, at that moment um, her skin up across her face starts to turn into cloth um, and her mouth gets sewn shut in a nice uh, smile um, and you see her eyes open in fear and the cloth begins to creep up towards them and one pops into a button and the other pops into a button and then she's both of her hands are all uh, clothy now and she reaches out and kind of grabs onto uh, Eldor's cloak and drops down to her knees and puts her head down uh, in defeat as she is seemingly turning fully into this cloth woven creature ew I don't like Coraline I'm just thinking of Coraline <laughs> Scrooge uh, does not yeah. like that movie well, oh, it's creepy. Then it's cute. your your main goal is to murder things and get out of here, I guess. Um, I feel bad. I don't want to murder her. I don't know what happened to her besides what visually happened. Yeah. Just now. Um. I would like to approach her if she's fairly close. Yeah, she okay. actually had dropped and like kind of grabbed out at uh, Eljor. Uh, as like she was trying to request help of some way shape or form and she's kind of on her knees in front of the group within reach um okay. and then she looks up and looks across the group and you can kind of see the the buttons moving a little bit as if she seems to see you or understand your your presence i'd like to go over to her grab her hand and say are you okay she looks up at you and you see emotion as if she was trying to speak um but nothing comes out and she puts her her cloth hands to her face and then to like her her neck like she's lost her voice and then she looks around and goes oh okay uh let me see does anybody have pen and paper for those of you listening, she kind of made a motion like she was writing on her hand. How a, how a what? How a what and a what? A I think she means a quill and, and parchment. I mean... Uh, dum, 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 dum. I thought I did. Well, I have a torch. Hand. I have my Thank cartography you. set. Cartography. Your cartography set would have some writing... Sort of, yeah. Potentially like a, a piece of chalk or uh, charcoal or something. Charcoal or something, yeah. Okay, I have a quill, I have ink, but I do not have any paper. Nobody has paper? Paper and ink oh. are expensive, no. <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't Fizz have a, a book of sorts? Huh? book all her all her formulas you you have a spell book or a formula book or an alchemist uh no but you book. can't use that 
But you can't use that, okay? That's... Why not? Because that's important, okay? To me. Every page is accounted for. You can't just rip pages out of it willy-nilly. Well, we start at the back. It's not really willy-nilly. I'm going to sweep off a bit of the ground. I guess it's there's no I have dirt. A map. So can't even you could use dirt. the back of this yeah. poorly wrought map I have. There we go. That would work. Work. Better not be the one I drew, because mine is better than... No, this Yours is a poorly is... wrought map from my homeland that depicts where I am in Faerun. Weird. Yeah. Can you use the back? Yours is in your bag. Your map's in your bag. Last time I... Right. So, oh yeah, Fizz's beautiful castle map. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, with that map, and the, the quill, and the ink, uh, this this stuff cloth woman carefully grabs the the quill and you can tell she doesn't have like dexterous fingers she just has a, a stuffed hand so she's awkwardly writing uh, and you get a, a message that I uh, kind of reads something like stayed too long I want to turn back Okay. Uh. You know where the exit is. It's like 60 yards that way. She can't see it anymore. The tent is still we there. couldn't see it once we got no. in. The, the tent, uh, after Cory had been blown in, or just uh, disappeared. kind of like Nothing. turned itself inside out and disappeared because of the oh, pocket right. dimension in Fizz's bag. I'm not sure what to do. I don't see an end of this forest. The road splits in two separate directions. Uh, one seems to get to a, a dark turn very quickly. The other goes straight over into a, an open field. Um, the moonlight glistening across what seems to be some form of plant waving a little bit in the wind uh, as if it was like a wheat or a corn or something in the distance. Okay. Um who did this to you? She she looks down and writes a question mark. Um and she writes entered through fort. So the longer you stay here, the quicker you turn into or if an amount of time passes while you're in here, you eventually turn into a stuffed animal. A stuffed uh, she creature. she writes me three days, my friends one. Oh, um. Do you think there's a reason why they only had one day and you had three? Another big question mark gets written on uh, the page. We're about half full on this this page of writable space. All right. Can you take us to your friends? Can try dot 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 gets written. Does anybody else have any other questions? Area. 
Anyone else wish to ask this stuffed lady some questions? Seems as though she uh, she entered through a fort. Is that what she said? That's what she wrote. Yeah. Probably like a blanket fort or something. Yeah. Do I get the sense? Do I get the sense that I can help her, like, do normal again? I don't know. Have you turned someone from a pillow creature back into a non-pillow creature? I don't know, but I have like. You don't know her history. She might have. (laughs) Oh, that's why I'm asking. Oh. Have yes, you? yes, yeah. I oh. have. <laughs> then, Fizz, if you've done such a thing, then you might have an idea? Like, do I feel like any specific healing spells or anything would work? Uh, probably not. You know that you haven't been able to cast a healing spell on a dying plant that you had a few years ago and have it come back. Um, so it seems like some of your heals may be more for a creature. Uh, she um, seems to not be much of a creature at this point. Can I can I do an arcana check to see if maybe this is a magical effect or if it's like a curse or something like that? Stay too long, you become a doll. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to do an arcana check, uh, Fizz, the only thing that you might get uh, would be that these seem more like constructs, right? Uh, so you're you're probably intrigued by that and would have a little bit of knowledge that if there's a construct with a soft outer shell there's probably a mechanical piece within controlling it or moving it um so that would be your only understanding you might know it from a a mechanical so now like i imagine i'm thinking the files are inside the computer like um Oh, maybe she's not really human at all. You watched her transform, but it's up to you to take that into effect. Uh, Lily, what was your arcana roll? Nine. Nine. Uh, you believe that if this is a magic, um, it's some form of transformative magic, as you've kind of investigated her just a little bit, it doesn't seem to be an illusion. There's no shimmering. There's no ability to disbelieve it. Uh, it it's there and it's happened to this woman. Um, so there is some form of magical transformation. Uh, it's not just a hoax or an illusion. Okay. So, cause what I was thinking was one of two things. One, if you leave the tent as this sort of creature, do you turn back into yourself? But with the creatures that we saw before, it's probably a no. So my second thought is, if this is magical, we take care of the main person and everyone gets turned back into themselves, or are they stuck like that? So that's like sort of the things that are running through my mind right now. Yeah. Um... So, uh, I would like to ask her, um, do you know what those screams are? What the screams are, you said? Yeah. Um, she looks down and writes, me. Oh. 
you're no longer hearing them. Uh, you had heard them just prior as you were walking in her direction, uh, which equates out from what was heard and seen. Okay. Do you... She probably doesn't know what did it to her. So she already said she doesn't know. Um, yeah. I think we just need to choose a path. Um, because standing here, it seems time is our enemy. Yeah. And if we yeah. stay too long, we're going to be in trouble. So we need to choose a path and figure out if there's a way out. Because I like the look longer at that we field. stay, more likely. Like the look of the field? It's open. You can see what's coming for you. Right. Never don't trust a fae. And I give I've you never lied. <laughs> never lied. I won't lie to you. So maybe we, we go that direction. Through the field. I want to check on our ogre friend. How he's how's he doing? Uh, how long does that spell stay up? Concentration for uh, ten minutes or something? Something ridiculous, yeah. Uh up to an hour as long as I concentrate on it yeah uh, so it, he's still kind of wandering around um, out of the corner of, of your eyes you've noticed he's moved a bit off of the path and then gotten back on it uh, seems to be making some circles and, and motion about uh, but right now it just seems more out of confusion not in like a hurried motion um, otherwise uh, yeah still about 20 or so feet behind you <clears throat> That's good. Okay. So let's get away from him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. First things first. Move away from dangerous creatures. Is this Lily's right. guide to uh, survival in distant lands? <laughs> yes. Chapter one. First things first. <laughs> uh, Alright, so which direction do you choose to go? Are we deciding the fields you're safe bet? That's fields. where I'd go. But we can go wherever. I follow the ferry. Eljor and Cory are trudging towards the field. Are you guys just staying? <laughs> I'm going. I'm following. Yeah, I, I go along. I'm as, as you're all going along the... Uh, the cloth woman follows behind, um, kind of looking around nervously at all points. Um, the paper map on the back looked like it only had space for another handful of words if you decide to converse with her later. Um, but that gets packed up back in Corey's bag and the quill and ink back in, I believe, Lily's bag, where it come from. Um, and you head towards the field. As you get into the opening, uh, you notice there's a, a small hill that you go up uh, between a couple uh, fields that look like one side is wheat and one side is corn. Uh, of course, these ones are, are knitted uh, and they're they're waving a bit in the light breeze. Um, up ahead, there's a, a windmill that is slowly turning in the breeze. Uh, and you can kind of hear it cranking and turning, but then you hear uh, flum, 
flume, flume of something else uh, coming up over uh, the trees behind you. And you see a, a big woven dragon with a rider standing atop it uh, flying over towards the, the windmill. And it slows and makes a little bit of an arc over you as if to kind of understand what's going on. Um, and then it continues its path towards the windmill up ahead. It's a slow <laughs> flight, not hurried in any manner. Uh, the loop around you doesn't seem to have alarmed the rider. That's always a good thing. Um, well, that was odd. I think we should keep going, though. Uh, also, new game. Uh, let's try to ask her yes and no questions so she doesn't have to write if she doesn't have to. Ooh, yeah. Is she following us? She is. She's staying a bit uh, behind you, a few steps. Uh, when you had seen the dragon go overhead, she had crouched down a little bit. Um, oh. But not not anything like diving into the corn or hiding completely, just <laughs> like kind of ducking out of the way a little bit. I'd like to turn to her and say, should we be concerned about that? Uh, as as you turn and look at her, she nods her head in affirmative that uh, she's at least concerned about it. Okay. Well, maybe they can help. On we go. Forward it is as Eljor keeps moving across this path. The windmill is about 150 200 feet out uh the dragon has seemed to have landed next to it um the rider is not in sight but there's some lights on in the the lower portion of the windmill and then you see what seems to be like a torch moving up uh as you see a couple of the lights uh, or a couple of the little holes in the windmill uh kind of light up as if someone's going upstairs towards the top of this windmill um there's no other creatures moving outside of, of the windmill, uh, just the dragon kind of sitting behind. Uh, and as the dragon breathes, you see uh, a little bit of like tendrils kind of blow out of its mouth and then suck back in like smoke almost. Um, it doesn't seem to see you and it's kind of facing uh, towards the door, watching in as if it's just waiting for the rider to return. Okay. Um, we're heading in the opposite direction, right? Uh, no, the windmill's up the windmill. ahead of you. Oh. Uh, the 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 road will go near the windmill. It's got a small path, probably about twenty or so feet off of the main road that you're on, uh, that leads up to the windmill. So if you wish to bypass the windmill, uh, it seems in the distance there may be a small town that has some lights on. Um, it looks kind of uh, cardboard cut out in nature uh, in in about five, seven hundred feet uh, past the windmill. So it's a good thousand or so from you right now. Uh, Eldor, I don't know how you're feeling, but I've got mixed feelings about headed this way. We don't have a choice. Time, we need to move forward. There's literally... Uh, do you want to end up... Sorry, miss. Like her? It's that. Or be passive and wait. 
Yeah. Yep. You're right. Let's much keep going. As much as I don't like it, we have to move forward. Let's do this. Let's do it. Ori and Fizz, you're just tagging along here. Yep. Move forward. Moving forward. Always, <laughs> always forward. For science, Fizz says, always forward. Uh, As Miss Frizzle said, get messy, make mistakes. Get messy, make mistakes. Miss Frizzle here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as as uh, Miss Frizzle leads the party along with Lily, Corey, and Fizz, uh, I mean, sorry, Eljor leads the party here. Um, you do notice that the lights reach the top of this windmill. And the windmill stops moving, and then starts turning in reverse. And as it's turning in reverse, uh, the the paddles on the windmill start to unravel a bit and then fall off and it just becomes a tower with a small post uh near the dragon there's piles of what seem to be yarn and and scrap uh, that fall around it and the dragon kicks a few pieces off and continues to stare in the door waiting for the rider the light stays in the top part of this windmill it is now just a tower um and out of the the bits and pieces that fall to the ground, they start to squirm and wiggle and move a bit. And a few uh, little goblin-esque creatures start to walk out of what was once the windmill paddles. And the piles of debris get smaller and smaller, and the small army of goblins, dark in color, very poorly put together, some seem to be dripping from the distance that you're at, very much like the goblins that you had encountered earlier. Uh, mm. And they form somewhat rank and file very terribly uh, because A, they're goblins, and B, they're pillow goblins, and C, they're zombo pillow goblins. So um, <laughs> it's it's a mess. They're kind of in some formation standing next to the dragon, staring at the, the windmill as well. They're, from what you can count, there's probably about 50 to 100 there in the, the small pods that they've made. Okay. Uh, is the dragon real or is he stuffed? Uh, from the light that glints off of him, it looks like he's stuffed as well. This creature's been here for some time or was created here. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to stop in and say hello. I'd rather just keep going. Don't we have to go past the windmill to get to the city? Yeah. Yes. The The groups of goblins are only a few feet from the side of the road. They're facing away from it, but still close enough. And our, our, our plan is to go to the go to the city to see who's got a way out, right? I guess. We're not like we going, to, going to, on here. to make a are hole in the are we gonna help this lady, too, or no? Maybe. We're gonna try. If we can get out. It sounds like if she just comes with us, we go mm -hmm. back. Hopefully, we'll just. I mean, if existing here makes her into that, then hopefully existing back in the real world will help her turn back into a person. Just afraid that it won't work. We can only try. Well, Don't get your hopes up, miss. Walk so to our best and find itself. Let's go. 
Lost yep. gold doesn't find itself. So we're looking for gold now. Wait, there's Always gold here. For gold. <laughs> I think it's just gold colored yarn. May not be worth much back in the real world. It's yarn made of gold. What? Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> uh, so at this point, as you're on the hill looking towards this uh, tower that was once a windmill, dragon sitting there, a couple pods of zombo pillow goblins, uh, we're going to take a few minutes break. Um, take a breather, get the, the transformation of the woman out of our minds. Um, yeah, you know, and hopefully... In about 10 minutes time, this party will be refreshed and ready to take on the world. Um, I will say, I'm a bit surprised. Scott DiNuzzo is still holding on to the hype boss just below me. There's the hype boss. So close, only um, 142 HP. Anyone who tips or follows or gives bits or subscribes, knocks that HP down. The next person to take that slot over gets to give away a nat 20 to one of the players or the dm on screen um it's never the dm it's never the dm i have two sitting here from scott (laughs) denuzo himself uh ready for this next battle whenever you guys give me one um and they might just uh, they're gonna have to go into a check or something of mine uh but yeah so when we come back, if someone wants to dethrone Scott DiNuzzo uh, and give away a net 20 to someone on screen, let's do it. So we'll see you guys in about 10 minutes. Listen for our theme song, and we will be back in the plushy Zombo world. See you soon. And that's how they all turned into pillow people. No. That's my running joke. Everyone just, everyone <laughs> dies on break. They go on break. They walk away from their character. I delete their character sheet. They're gone. Someone may argue that I'm a pillow person on the regular, though. Like that's just who I am. <laughs> She's returning <laughs> to your natural state. <laughs> yeah. Her natural habitat. Yeah. Pillows and blankets. I'm home. Seriously, if I go to bed before him, he comes in and there's like, I'm surrounded by this, pillows. This, this woman is a walking pillow <laughs> fort. Uh, maybe that's why I am all about these zombo pillow goblins. But we uh, are back to the show. Uh, quick call out. We do have a few things going on. Below me, if you're here live on stream, Scott Denuso is very close to being dethroned from the hype boss. Hype boss uh, allows you to give one of the players on screen a 
nat 20 to use in place of a roll. Uh, pretty awesome. If you're a D&D player, you know what that means. Uh, instead of rolling, you get to just say, aha, DM, I smite thee. And uh, hopefully <laughs> it works. Um, otherwise, we do have a bunch of great sponsors. You can see them in chat. Uh, take a look at some point there. You can type exclamation point sponsors and you'll get the list. Uh, they're off to the left side of the screen. Uh, and finally, one of our sponsors is doing a giveaway with us, a customized advent calendar of dice and other knickknacks from Critical Treasures. Uh, we launched that giveaway about an hour and a half ago-ish. It will be uh, chosen and we will be going live next week with the winner. So go to our Instagram and do the few things, like, follow, comment, and you'll be entered to win. To clarify, yeah. it is a customized advent calendar for this giveaway. Yes. It's not like customized to whoever. Yes, correct. Just it, it, it is a it's special. All, it, it's a hundred percent Corrigan she. <laughs> it's, it's it's all Corrigan she. It's just all sorts of fairy items. So you might get a yes. twig in one. You'll get some moss in another. Uh, you get a she, flower. She's super super excited because it costs like no money to put together for her. There it is. So, uh, Kirsty, if you're listening, uh, feel free to throw some moss into one of those. Uh, but no, it'll, it'll be a bunch but don't, because that's like a customs nightmare. Yeah. Like, don't do that. It, it also, is... I love moss. So, <laughs> Jared's like, please, moss, moss, moss. Gava uh, moss. Moss balls so... are great. Sphagnum moss for my leafy boys. There you go. Uh, I'm waiting for Jared to have his own custom-made moss dice set, because, uh, you know. Fun fact. Fun fact. When I was playing Mug over on Dragons and Things, uh, I looked into commissioning a set with moss in it. Oh, that's Just awesome. never happened. Ooh. Fun fact. Okay. I have moss with the intention of doing it as an inclusive for a dice, but... Yeah. I'm waiting for my dice mold that I ordered. I'm waiting for my Ooh. vacuum chamber. So you crap. You'll have folks. to stream it. So we'll we'll be streaming dice making at some point. Uh, yes. Yeah. But we'll we'll be doing a giveaway of really cool things customized for this show for a winner. Uh, you'll get whatever critical treasures Kirsty has for us set up that you can't buy. But uh I gotta call it out too, still. I think there may be a few still in stock. I don't know. Um, she's doing advent calendars. They have a lot of great things in them. Uh, so Sarah and Glenn have opened one and it was, mm -hmm. from what I heard, they said it was totally sick or rad or cool or fire. tight or whatever. It was fire. Yeah, all of all of those yeah. words, uh, whatever the kids are saying these days. Do Tink and Zelda count as cast members? Tink and Zelda are cast members. Oh. They are credited in. No, they're not credited. Mm -mm. IMDb credit. <laughs> you, they're they're so credited they're in excluded. IMDb. So yes. they're not excluded from the giveaway. Girls, you can't win. Uh, but other than that, we are back to our show. Uh, now that we've been silly enough there, thank you for, for joining in. Thank you for coming to our pillow world on this spooky, spectacular, special episode. Uh, our party was at the top of this hill in Fluffdom, uh, hand stitchery dome. I don't know. A place that is basically all handcrafted. Um, 
So the ground is made up of pillows and buttons and strings and things. It looks very lifelike, but it's still known to be handcrafted. The bless you. Uh, the the field that they're in between has uh, some stitched and some uh, some knitted. Uh, wheat and corn kind of waving in the wind and looking down towards what was once a windmill but is now more or less a tower. Uh, a dragon had flown over, the rider had entered the windmill and had done something to cause the blades, the paddles on the windmill to fall to the ground and start transforming into creepy little zombie goblin pillow creatures that the party had seen earlier. There's now 50 to 100 of them sitting in front of this little tower, and the dragon sitting there, staring into the doorway, waiting for the rider to return, and the party wondering if they wish to go past and get to the town uh, 600 feet or so further, or, you know, hang out and play with the dragon and friends. And I have seen some weird things going on in chat. Oh man, what are you guys getting me to do? What are we doing with these channel points? I'm waiting for it. But as we wait, party, what do we want to do here? At the top of the hill in Pillow Town. We want to go to town. We don't, yeah. We want to sneak past these goblins and go to the town, right? Circumvent, yeah. 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 All right, so. You all have a, I believe, a plus four to your rolls on stealth. Do you wish to roll on stealth alone, or is there some shenanigan that you wish to employ? Uh, nope. I just want to roll on stealth. I just love rolling low. It's my favorite thing. All right, let's let's get those low stealth rolls out. Just gonna have a last time I got it. What was it? A one? Hey. I got a 13. This time I got a 14. So oh. I, I'm Doing better. moving on up. There it is. 17. 17 for me as well. Also 17 for me. So slightly better than mediocre for most of you. Uh, as you are stealthing past these gobos, uh, none of them seem to mind or care. They're all standing mildly in attention, looking at the, the windmill and bumping into one another and just kind of doing their thing. Uh, and you're able to get past them to a distance where you could go to the town up ahead. Uh, it takes you a couple moments to get past them and you hear a bit of like muffled thumping and thudding behind you as you pass. And it seems that the, the goblins are all like pushing up towards the windmill in some form of excitement, however a zombie goblin would be excited. Um, otherwise, you're in a clear, you've made it through. There's the town ahead, some lights on in a few of the, the homes. It seems to be fairly late in the evening wherever you are, not mid-afternoon where you had come from. Uh, continue forward? Yes, sir. All right, as you continue forward, there's a guard, uh, very much stuffed. Uh, walking back and forth seems to be a humanoid. Uh, you can't quite tell if it was human or elf or uh, another form of humanoid, uh, other than it's not stout and short like a dwarf or uh, small in stature like uh, 
any of the other smaller races. So it, it stands roughly five and a half or so feet tall, uh, paces back and forth. And when it sees you, it walks forward and puts a hand on the, the hilt uh, of the, the blade at its side and puts one stuffed hand up as if to stop you. Um, and it, it nods its head and looks like it's talking to you. The stuffed woman behind pushes through and kind of looks around and you see her bob her head around and it seems as if they're having a conversation that they can understand. Um, and she turns to you and, and like waves at you like she got the okay to go in or to pass through and the guard removed the, uh, the hand from the hilt but keeps his button eyes staring at you all intently. I like stare back. I'm like, hmm. So she starts to walk into the town, still looking around, um, seems to be of the mind or of the matter to speak with the locals in her current form. Okay. And I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow, yeah. Yeah, she's she's clearly got a direction, so that's where that's where we're going. So she she just walks into town. Ahead. <laughs> oh man, such a stitch. As in laughter and enjoyment, we're gonna take all of these wonderful things and tie them all together as wonderful dad jokes. See what I did there, Ty? Oh. I hate myself already. Uh, so as, as you walk into the town um, and you notice there's a, a few uh, curtains being pulled back and you see uh, button eyes looking out. Uh, you see a smaller, uh, what seems to be like a stuffed child get pushed out of a window by what appears to be their parent and like kind of hiding them away from the, the beasts of meat and bone from being seen like maybe you're quite scary to the locals here uh no one seems to be coming out of their homes and approaching you some even actually close up their blinds and you see a small face peek out here and there um the woman kind of on a mission walks you into what seems to be the town center um and she's looking about her hands up to her face uh seeming to yell something you hear no noise um whatever language or form of communication they have isn't audible to you um out of a small building in the back that looks like it's got a uh a, a sign that hangs down that says something about magic and and potions um the a small older stuffed man comes walking out and he walks for, forward with a, a gnarled uh, woven staff his clothing fraying at the ends, even like the end of his beard is kind of fraying. He walks forward and starts some conversation with this woman. And after only a couple moments, she puts her head down almost in defeat uh, and turns around and looks at you all and just puts her hands up. Um, whatever information she had learned seems to be disheartening or at least confusing to her. 
probably really sure how to proceed if I can't talk to anybody. <laughs> Should we just keep moving then? I mean, if we can't get any information out of the town. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to be thinking like this. Uh, what was the other direction from the field? Uh, it was down a a dark path that seemed to kind of twist into the woods. Um, but you'd have to go back past the windmill with whatever dealings are going on there. Did we address the channel point redemption? I didn't mm -hmm. see a channel point no. redemption. What was it? Um, well, I think Jared Hoy could explain it best because he added the button. Uh-oh. Wait, to be fair, uh, you told me to, so... Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, let's see what, what deedle deedle d was redeemed and that says Jared Sarton must break into a verse of if I were a rich man and the dance from Fiddler on the Roof acapella I don't I don't write these things they just they just go in there <laughs> <laughs> it is the spooky episode it is a spooky episode, but I have not been prepared for what all of that entails. Uh, what if I research it and release it on Instagram for you all tomorrow as what I need to do? I mean, I guess that's a Lucas Martinez question. Uh, yeah. Lucas Martinez, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, my mindset <laughs> isn't in whatever lyric I need to sing and whatever dance I need to do. You just broke him. Uh... <laughs> you gotta wear okay. that face thing. You gotta... So I guess we're doing it after. I guess as soon as this episode's done, I'm researching whatever this uh, thing is, and it's going. Oh no! It's <laughs> going on Instagram just for you all. Yes. Um, mm. Do it. Do no it. I must do, and I will. I will face my fate. Thank you for the button. How many points did they have to redeem for that? Uh, it was oddly cheap. Yeah. I mean, people were offering... Is it a one and done? Like, I don't yeah, have to release, like, six versions of it? No, it's, it's, it's a done now. Perfect. Well, you're welcome, chat. Uh, the fun that I have to, to go through. Uh, but yes, <laughs> the other side of where you could have gone seemed to twist into the darkness of the woods. Uh, and the path was very hard to see. Uh, okay. Do you guys think it's worth going back and checking that out? If there's nothing in the town worth answers. As yeah. as you're all kind of talking there, the woman is just standing nearby and just looking around. A few people walk up to her, all stuffed, of course, and they, they kind of take her in. They throw a blanket around her shoulders, uh, and she gets set down uh, on the side of the fountain, and she seems to be discussing with a few uh, older folks in the town um, potentially understanding the town and her fate uh, the old gnarled stuffed man comes walking up to you and, and waves at the group 
and he points and he makes like a flapping gesture with his hands and then he he like grabs at like an amulet that doesn't exist on his neck um and then he he makes a motion as if he's reading a book um so he does that and he looks across the group he does it once more just to let you know flaps his hands like wings grabs at an amulet and then flips through a book and then once he he sees that you have seen that he then makes like a slicing motion across the net kill kill the dragon take his amulet or kill the rider take the amulet to fly the dragon either way we're gonna we're gonna fight a dragon that's what I'm gathering here. Well, I hope pillow dragons are weaker than regular ones. I don't understand well, maybe these... what the purpose is. He he kind of like grabs at his his cloth arm a bit, and then grabs at the cloth or grabs at the arm of of Eljor, um, like showing oh. a difference there. Um, so that we and don't turn into stuffed? He he looks across the group and makes a slow, like, graven nod of of affirmation. Okay. Dragon time. Right? I don't know if this music is oddly fitting or really <laughs> terrible for this. Like, don't face your fate in the dragon land. You could be a like pillow. A like that scene in Yay. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where they go and it's like scary for a little while. Yeah. You mean well, the so soul scarring scene that none of the children were aware was yes. going to happen? Wait, they mean the, the actors weren't aware that was going to happen? Yeah, the act only only Gene knew. Oh, You're talking about the original one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, no, they they did that movie from the book, and Gene Wilder had a really good relationship with the kid who played Charlie, and like terrified the crap out of him, and went and talked to him for days. I know they did that on it too. They didn't let the kids see him, even the actor that played Pennywise. I love when they do stuff like that. So much more yeah. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, probably no. more traumatizing though too, but. Oh yeah. When I don't want to drag this out more than it needs to. Okay, Let's so go fight a dragon. I want to clarify with the person we're talking to. We're killing the dragon, or we're killing the man? Uh, he shakes the his head at the dragon, uh, and as soon as you say man, he nods his head. Okay. Don't want to be killing creatures that we don't need to kill. Um. All right. All right, let's go do this. Huzzah. Let's go make a ah. stuffing mess. Stuffing mess. Uh, I was going to say bloody mess, but that's not going to work for this situation. Let's make a fluffing mess. There it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, so so as you uh, get answers here, or at least direction for your answers, uh, the guard that greeted you at the edge of town rushes in, and he's flailing his arms and seeming to scream something, um, Doors slam shut on a few homes, a few doors uh, swing open, and uh, some of the men come rushing out of the homes, uh, each with weaponry or farm tools or whatnot, and they all start rushing towards the gate that you had come from. Uh, and as you turn around, you notice that there's 
the swarm of the zombie pillow goblins coming towards the town and the townspeople and guards are all rushing to defend uh they're doing an okay job uh from what you can tell it's mostly on the town side you do see a guard get overcome by a few uh zombie goblins and then fluff gets thrown up into the air as they they shred the guard apart um but it seems that the town is somewhat under attack uh in the distance you you see the tower and the light is still flickering in the top of the tower however okay uh Um... can we get back without going through the swarm it seems that uh, you didn't walk through any gates. This isn't a walled-off town, so you could probably go back behind a few homes and sneak back through like the field next to the the tower. Okay, I'd like to do that. That's right. a good idea. Uh, because you've chosen that, and with everything going on, there's no need to roll for, for stealth, uh, as you're able to talk behind a few of the homes, and most of the the stuff is happening in the front of the homes. Uh, you do, however, encounter two uh, pillow zombie goblins walking your direction, and they seem a lot more alert now, and they start rushing towards you. And there seems to be only two back behind these homes that have spotted you. Uh, so, because they see you and they're at a distance, if you guys have anything you want to fire off or do from a distance, we'll do that. Otherwise, I'm going to attempt again to force another combat and see how you guys evade okay are they trying to come toward us yeah they seem to be running they seem to be running right at you as if they're ready to attack all right i would like to shoot at least one of them with my longbow all right you you have enough time to definitely pull off one shot not not overly hurried they're about 40 or so feet out and they don't move too quickly um their run speed is about 20 so it'll take them a couple seconds and so you should be able to grab your bow and get one shot out um, all right 18 to hit 18 to hit as you fire you hit the which goblin left or right left left so you fire a shot and it hits the left one and it uh kind of hits like the chest neck region and as it the arrow passes through uh, you see black fluff go up into the air and then the head kind of just flops off and it's not fully detached it's like hanging off to the side and part of the chest and arm fall off to the side and then its body slumps over and as the ooze comes out it turns again to like a darkened fluff uh the other one is still running does anyone else attempt any ranged attacks at it i have any i can throw a fire yeah you want to throw a fire let's see what a fire does uh produce flame and reach back <laughs> and as I throw it, I say, I won't hit Fizz this time. <laughs> oh, because I'm not 100% positive of that. Uh-oh. Uh, seven. <laughs> seven. Uh, as you produce fire, it drops right in front of this goblin that's running at you, and it stops and kind of drops and falls over to its side. Uh, so it's, it's prone and crawling away from the fire. Obviously scared of it, um, but you haven't hit it. You guys have a few extra seconds now to react before uh, combat ensues. Do we take any uh, more shots? Uh, Lily, you've been bought enough time to fire another shot. If 
If Eljor and like Fizz don't have that. anything, all right, let's roll. I don't have. I have that. one mm-hmm. ability, and it won't affect constructs. So. Okay. Ooh, that's a six <laughs> to hit. That's six to hit. I rolled uh, a one. Ooh, you rolled <laughs> a, a one. one. Not a not a six. It's a one. Uh, <laughs> as you uh, fumble your shot, you didn't quite knock the arrow properly, and it just falls off. And you fire it, and it sinks clean into the ground. Uh, you would recognize this arrow is super unrecoverable. It's gone. It's probably a hundred feet into fluff now, whereas the other one is stuck into the ground uh, up ahead, so it's recoverable. Um, okay. Otherwise, that that goblin is still kind of crawling away. Uh, it's it's getting around the flame, but still seems to be coming your direction. So you do have ability to run up and surprise attack. Um, if you want to try anything with Mage Hand, these are stuffed animals after all, so you probably could have some fun with a Mage Hand, Ledger Main, Sneak Attack, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever sounds like more fun. Oh, I still think it only has a 10-pound limit. How? I mean, they're, they're not yeah, tiny, Yeah, I think right? it's only like they're, 10. They're, they're goblin-sized stuffed animals, so they're only about two feet tall. I would assume from a stuffed animal perspective, they may be six pounds so you know have some fun with it i can't attack okay. with it so um i don't know what i'm supposed to, i can't yeah i mean up to you and the world's your oyster <laughs> oh no it literally and... says that is a limitation i can't attack activate mage it kind of oh, yeah, carry yeah. more than 10 pounds so i mean um it punching gonna... again, right two seconds sorry sorry everybody i'll just prep my i'll prep an attack with my sword if it gets if it decides that i'm close when when it gets through <laughs> when it gets through at this rate the inevitable all right so uh it gets up to its feet and starts hustling towards you all um at this point i'm going to force a, a roll for initiative because it's so i don't get to make you. my attack when it gets closer uh it's running at you i mean it's it's forcing uh, initiative as it's running at you. You're in battle now. Um, it will be upon you on its turn. <laughs> He's forcing it. I need to roll something. Let me roll. I'm rolling initiative over here. I rolled mine. Wow. All right. What is our initiative rolls? Twenty one. 18. Mm-hmm. 19. 19. Glenn? 7. 7. Uh, I have a 6. I was hoping one of you would get a, a famous roll, but uh, I guess we start from the top. That'd be Lily. I, I mean, I got a 21. famous roll. <laughs> was it a 20 right off? Yeah, it was a 20 on the die. I was hoping for all twos. You guys have been getting twos all night. <laughs> I rolled a three. Nah. I rolled a two. All right, so Lily, All you right. you get a chance to shoot at this thing. This is the one I just tried to shoot at, right? Yes, the one that you massively fumbled the shot straight in between your feet, essentially. All right, twenty-one to hit. That hits. That hits. What Good. is your damage? Good. 
four damage. Four damage. Uh, you blast a hole through the chest of this goblin, and it's like dripping in the middle of its chest cavity. It's still standing, but from all you can tell, barely. Uh, so we go next in the turn order. I believe that was a 19 on Corrigan. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna wing my 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 hardwood antler dirk at this. All right. I'm just gonna lower it and shuck, shuck right. it across. Yuck 16 it. on the die, 20 to hit. 20 to hit. That hits. What is your damage? My damage is. Woo, uh, four total damage. Four total damage. Where are you aiming at this thing? Uh, probably center mass. Center mass. Uh, so as you aim at center mass, it flips end over end and just kind of tears straight through like the neck and chin. Uh, opening up that hole that Lily had made in the the chest cavity, and then the goblin kind of falls apart, and Fluff just kind of goes up into the air as it had died. Uh, well, I made you guys go into combat. That is, I think, our show, our, our arc's first actual combat, maybe second. Um, very, very low-key combat. You're out of combat now. Well, well done. Cool. Way to go. I, I retrieve my dirk. You retrieve your dirk. Lily's able to retrieve two of her three fired arrows. Uh, Eljor can uh, high five himself because he was ready, but didn't have to do anything. Uh, just like Fizz, I guess. So you can you can fist bump and have fun. There you go. Um, <laughs> bam. Uh, now, as as you continue forward into the field, the dragon is still sitting at the base of the tower, uh, staring in. The light has gone from the top of the tower and seems to be moving down the tower at this point. Uh, the dragon isn't aware of your presence. You're probably about 80 feet out and amongst some of the the woven wheat, so you have a little bit of cover. Uh, do you wish to continue forward, stand still, uh, sing a, an Irish drinking song and do a jig? Why's it gotta be Irish? Um, uh, you not? could do uh, Scottish. You could do a pirate drinking song. You could, you could there's, record whatever I need to record. Name's Corrigan she. Called, why is it called to be Irish? Well, uh, you can you can do an American drinking song, and however Americans huh. would dance. <laughs> Ice me, bro. <laughs> Ice me, bro. Thanks, my tractor, sexy. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. I'm sorry for those of you listening or watching. Uh, you can clip that and keep it as your uh, ringtone now. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Goes with your outfit. Memoriam. Placing my text Yeah, down. right. <laughs> Every time a Got text my... comes through. Sorry, Kim Possible, on. Glenn was singing country. Every every time Lindsay gets a text, I hear, she thinks my tractor sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty wonderful, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll release that as well, I guess. Uh, ringtone's no. incoming. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, Let's continue yeah. forward. I want to kill this guy. You want to kill this guy? Are there we in battle? Yeah. Yeah, you're out of battle. Yeah. There's a big pillow dragon up ahead, still at the base of this tower. But it's so funny. You know we're not. We're not going to kill the dragon. Uh, we're going to leave. No, the zombies not. or the goblins that were hanging out around the base of the tower initially mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
did they look like they were on the tower side or they were like revolting against the guy on the inside? They looked like they were on the tower side. Okay. Because um, yeah. they, they were they were filing up right next to the dragon. The so dragon didn't seem to care. Um, so it seems like they were they were created and or summoned by whoever's inside um, and sought out to do something. Attack the town or whatever. Okay. Well, I can sweep maybe a good number of them away uh, with a spell. At this point, there's, entry. there's only a couple that are still standing there. They look like they're trying to stand guard as if they're like the elite few. Um, so there's like four goblins, the dragon, and the tower uh, with the light descending the stairs. The rest of the, the goblins have seemed to have been the onslaught to the town. So um, there's only a few there. I'd like to go to the tower... Alright. You're just gonna walk up to it, dragon. stealth up to it. Stealth up to it. Stealth up to it. Let's roll with your plus four and then whatever your boots give to you. Advantage on stealth checks that rely on being quiet. There it 20. is. Twenty. Twenty, that's with the plus four? Yeah. Perfect. Alright, so you're able to sneak right up towards the the door. Uh the brush kind of clears out a bit, so you, oops, so you're a little bit closer to being seen, um, and you're able to get within about twenty feet before the goblins standing guard, like stand in attention and look around, as if they're they're hearing or seeing something uh, that is amiss. And the few goblins stand up and look in your general direction. You're still just a little bit of cover that you can crouch down and hide a little uh, but any further and they may catch you or see you uh, so you're about 20 feet from the door where the four goblins and hello dragon are and it is definitely a fluffy dragon it's not a real dragon got it um okay Anyone else following behind her, or are we letting Lily... Alright, anyone who wants to sneak up, feel free to roll on your stealth. If you're staying back, don't roll. Don't need it. Yeah, I'm gonna stay back a little bit. Alright. Eldor's moving up, I believe. Yeah, I'm moving up, and I'm loving these dice, so I got a 1 and then a 2 on the last two stealth checks. This one is another 2. Uh, so we got... A, with a plus four with my expertise plus eight i got a 14. 14 uh as you sneak up and get near lily one of the the pillow goblins stands up and starts slowly walking in your direction not having spotted you fully but is aware that there's something amiss um the others watch for a second and then go back to whatever chatting or discussing they seem to have been doing so one is one is approaching you all um at this point, I would recommend banishing your dice for the evening. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Pulling another set. Ordering another set on, like, Amazon two-hour delivery, That's hoping they get your Three different D20s. <laughs> oh, no. Smithcraft. In that, in that case, um, I guess move apartments. You're haunted. 
It is the spooky episode. There is a ghost um, among us. When I when I roll as a DM with these dice, they are just super nice to me. Uh, but almost oh. always as a player, so they're they, just absolute balls. So they're DM so. favoring dice. Yes. They're like, why are you a player? Stop in it. all cases, no, you're a player. I cannot favor you. All you right, so you're, you're get you're some DM puppy kisses. Oh, that will help. Yeah, huh? puppy kisses. I said, get some puppy kisses. Oh, he's sleeping. Let oh, sleeping, sleeping puppies lie. He's sleeping. Let sleeping puppies lie. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I woke him up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I woke him up. I'm sorry. You're doomed. Uh, just like just like the dice roll, uh, the dog and the pillow goblin are cautious of whatever Glenn slash Eljor is doing. One pillow goblin is, is slowly approaching. Uh, do you engage, retreat, or whatnot? You he's have just about, approaching me, right? Yeah, he's approaching your general direction. I would assume you're near-ish to Lily, so yeah, both of you. I'll just back off then. All if right. he didn't see her, then I'm not going to give her position up. Yeah, so he, he kind of steps up, and as you back up a, a handful of feet, he stabs into the uh, into the tall grass, the wheat, near Lily, uh, only a few feet from her, but basically right where your position was there, Eljor. Um, his spear pokes in a couple times. From what Lily can tell, it's a fairly solid spear. Uh, the tip is a stone or a glass or something. It looks very out of place for the rest of the world, and it seems to be tied onto a, a sturdy woven rod. Uh, so whatever is happening here, there's bits and pieces of your world that have leaked into this one, it seems. Um, so you get a glint of that glass or that metal that uh, stabs in off of the moonlight and it definitely kind of sticks in your mind that that's different. Uh, the goblin stabs three or four more times and then turns around and walks back to his buddies uh, and they continue to have a discussion and seem to be mildly distracted next to the door. Okay. The light has made it to almost the lower floor and as uh, the light is approaching the doorway, the goblins all stand in attention and back away from the door and they all kind of put their heads down as if not to look at the the being that's coming out of the door frame. Uh, Lily, you've got the cleanest look here as you're, you're closest to the front. And it seems to be um, a tall, very uh, well-built man, um, almost as like a barbarian that you might have seen in, in travels past. Uh, but this man has like strings and woven nature from about his his upper left shoulder down to like the right midsection and everything below that is woven and made out of string and the line where the weaving meets like the flesh uh is not decaying not bloody but looks very um worn as if like his body and whatever the the transformation has been fighting for a very long time on this man. You do see a, a pendant hanging from his his neck, and then he's got a, a large satchel that seems quite heavy, as if it's carrying um, books or bricks or uh, large containers of things. Um, the satchel and the upper portion of this, this man seem out of place. He seems grizzled and worn, um, kind of like grumbles something out of his breath, as, or under his breath as he walks past the goblins and walks towards this pillow dragon. 
um, and just stands there for a minute and stretches and looks up to the skies. Uh, you can see that he is not really bothered by any presence right now, um, but just okay. taking in the evening, I guess. Alright, I would like to calmly approach him and try to talk to him. As you as you step out of the tall grass, the four pillow goblins quickly turn and they put out their spears and point them towards you and they, they form an arc and point in your direction, slowly ease in and stay a few feet away from you, spears pointed at you. Uh, the man looks around and then he kind of turns as he sees this commotion out of the, the side of his eye. Who are you, and what are you doing in this realm? I am Sky, and I stumbled into this realm by accident. Well, I'm just Sky, trying to understand. This place isn't how I for got... you. What do you mean? This place will consume you. You are dead as you stand there, unless you know how to unstumble from this realm. I don't know how to get out of here. What is this place? It's another realm. Some place that isn't yours or mine. But those of you who are unfortunate to make it here and not wield the magics get turned into one of them. He points to the goblins. I've been here many years and I don't know where I belong but I continue to seek wealth and fame and fortune so since your belongings are no use to you as you transform why don't you throw your bag this way wait I thought you said this world wasn't for me so that meant that I wasn't going to transform. Oh, this this world will become yours, and you become part of it. <clears throat> and he, he goes... I'm not ready. Well, the world thinks you are, and he points down at your feet. And the, the beautiful uh, boots that you had gotten seem a bit more crocheted and handmade. Uh, only about halfway up your boot at this point. Wait, can you stop it? I'm not ready. Well, say your final wishes because you only have maybe a day to be ready. And he he seems very Wait. unfazed and uh, starts to climb onto his dragon. But I, I need to know more. Well, please, are you? Are you the one that's doing this? Why is this happening to me? He hops down, uh, pulls out a sword from his side, and points it at you, and gets it close, uh, and pushes through the goblins, and kind of kicks one of the ones out of the way. This inevitably happens to any who stay here for too long unless you wield one magical piece. And I've only found that piece. No one else has anything like it. And until I can find my exit, I shall be the only one that stays this way. Wait, 
What kind of magical piece? He, he doesn't say anything to you, but he kind of, like, eyes back and forth as if to see if anyone's coming up on him. Um, and then he steps back and puts his, uh, his other hand on the pendant on his chest. Um, he goes, it is mine and you may never have it. Why not? Is there only one in this world? At this, this point, universe? the rest of you, at the rest of, at the rest of you, you've heard some of this conversation. Are any of you doing anything during this discussion? I mean, I feel like I'm in full view because I backed off and was no longer what? stealthing. So, how much did we actually hear? Back? Uh, from where you're at, you've heard a bit of the conversation as uh, the man has approached Lily. You have heard a bit more that there's a piece that. Uh, essentially keeps someone from transforming or completely transforming that Lily is transforming already. Uh, so you're aware that uh, this this man uh, is up to something or knows of something. I'm gonna go to Fizz. Hey, Fizz. Mm. You still got that, still got that thing that, that gives out mm -hmm. things if you ask for things. Mm -hmm. What if we just ask for uh, some of them their amulets? Or some of them their things to make us not turn into pillows? I open the bag, I'm like, what? <laughs> Stick my my little fairy head down in the bag. No, yeah. no, 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 go. and I like push him. I'm like, go. The, the stone, <laughs> as, as you get shoved into the bag, the stone is sitting there and the eye turns to you. What is it you wish to show me? You hear in the back of your head. Show I tilt. I tilt the bag, cause I remember. So I just like, I imagine, oh, the pillow dragon is like weird. So I was like tilting the bag too. Uh, I don't really have anything to show him. Um, so as you're, the, as you're the dragon, as you're standing there uh, in the back of your head, you again hear, "Show me something I've never seen, and you will get your wish." Um, how big is the stone? The stone is about the size of a human head, maybe just a little okay. larger. So something uh, I that you could probably push or carry or whatnot. I just want to shove the head up out of the bag and like aim it towards the tower with the pillow dragon. Uh, so Look at this! As, I ain't as seen you, this before. As you pop the the eye out, um, you hear in the back of your head, mm, "This realm is intriguing, but that pendant." What is it you wish? Um, I, I just want things so that we don't turn into pillows. At your feet, you hear, you hear clink, 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 clink. And there's a, a few small necklaces uh, and pendants. One's actually fairly small, looks like a, a an anklet or a bracelet of some sort, all having similar pendants to the man that is uh, talking to Lily. Um, in the back of your head, uh, Tori, you hear, maybe this. So the, the eye is giving you what it knows from the new magics it's 
scene. Thank you, thank you kindly. Well, I'll show you some cool things soon. And I, I flutter up out of the bag. <laughs> well, I pick up the things, flutter up out of the bag. Chat, I'm just realizing that I've given uh, my party essentially a genie. They just need to find new things for it. So that's fun. Uh, all right, so you flutter up out of the bag with a pendant. I don't want to. I'll pass about to, to Fizz and uh, uh, to Glenn because uh, we're standing there to Eldor. Uh, like, oh, look, thank you. These these came from that little eye inside there. The little one's probably mine. I'll I'll put it on. Shiny. Uh, as you're all putting it on, uh, you you're kind of looking across one another, Lily is still engaged with uh, the conversation up ahead, and it's still going on a little bit. Um, you do notice on one another that um, on Eljor's left elbow from about mid-bicep to mid-forearm, it seems to be a bit more woven on his his nature. Um, the tail of, of Fizz is a bit woven, and as you come out of the bag, Corey, you notice that your wings are feeling a little funny. Um, they're starting to have woven nature up the, the bottom side of the wings. Uh, so not, it, not me tails. So you're you're all starting to get a little bit of the transformation. Um, but as you place the amulets on, you realize that you kind of feel a slight burn around that area as if it's protecting and keeping that transformation from moving forward. Uh, it doesn't hurt so much as it just kind of makes its presence known um, to, to something happening there. Now, Lily's still engaged in conversation with the man, the sword at her uh, at her chest and, and, and throat area in a very menacing manner. Um, and she just asks a question. The man covers the pendant and responds that, it, that it's his and there's none like it. Um, and Lily is still attempting to get more information out of him, but he's shutting down the questions as quickly as he can. Uh, from all you can tell, uh, the unshaven nature, much like myself, uh, is is uh, how the man is is looking right now. Uh, so he may be have been in this area for many, many years, many days. Um, it's, there it is. Uh, Corey's got the blue beard going on. So he, he's been here quite some time. Uh, so his reaction may be a bit more selfish and frustrated than, um, like intimidating and, and, and pressuring. Uh, so Lily, if you want to try and ask anything more, you might have to roll some persuasion or deception or intimidation. Listen, I didn't come here to intimidate you in any way. I was just trying to get some answers, and you have answered some of my questions, but I have a few more. Please, please well, answer them. You're going to become one of them, so whatever. Who is the ruler of this land? Well, many of the kingdoms, much like mine and wherever you're from, most likely have kings and rulers. These people exist. 
They seem to be a mirror universe. Uh, I believe I found my hometown once. It was quite eerie to walk through. But if you're speaking of, like, god or deity, well, I don't know. Okay. Um, why are these goblins different than those goblins? Well, the time I've spent here, I've created and changed and adapted these to, um, hopefully find more things to find my route home. And what is, what's your goal in life? He looks at you questioningly, um, to live? To live as a human? Or as a teddy bear? He backs up at that as, uh, he sees that as a form of intimidation, human or teddy bear. Uh, as he does, he, he throws his satchel back behind him a bit more and puts both hands on his sword and stares at you. And through gritted teeth, he says, I would expect you to leave now. Or I may strike you down so you may not feel the change. Sure. I'll leave. I got everything I wanted. He quickly grabs the pendant at his chest and checks his bag. And it seems that everything's in order. And he laughs and kind of starts getting up towards uh, mounting the dragon. And looks at you. Well... Everything you wanted was to answer some questions before you become a part of this world. Absolutely. So be it. And he, he hops up on his dragon and just sits there and watches you and, and grins a little bit. And he points at, uh, at your foot again. It seems you might not even have a day. And at this point, uh, you're, you're feeling a little itchiness as if like you're wearing a woolen sock. And it's kind of halfway up your calf now that uh, the woven uh, change has taken place. And then on your other foot, the, the tip of your boot is being woven at this point. Okay. Um, I'd like to return to the party. As you hustle back into the, the brush, you hear a voice. Oh, there's more of you. If you wish to surrender your things, I won't have to hunt you down for them. He yells to the group. Not interested. Have a good day. So Lily's returned. Uh, the party is together again. You have all I overheard give, some I, of this. I give Lily the amulet. The last one. What's this? Uh, the, the eye inside. Uh, inside oh, uh, Fizz's bag said we, we might not turn into pillows if we wear these. That's awesome. Thank you. So now, I put it on. As you put it on, you feel burning kind of at the edges of where uh, the, the weaving has gotten to. Again, like the others had felt kind of as a nature of like your body's kicking in and saying, no, stop. Uh, you notice that it seems to not be moving any further up your legs. Great. I love that feeling. 
Um, you do party. So, did you find anything out? I mean, the guy's been here a while. He said this happens to everybody who comes in. Everybody just kind of stumbles in, and then they just turn. And he was threatening me. And, of course, he's got an amulet that allows him to stay how he is. Um, and he didn't want to give it to me. No, he... I don't think he knows. Otherwise, oh. I think he would have left. Oh, I should have just asked that eye for a doorway. Um, I tried to find out if, like, there was a higher power here. There doesn't seem to be one. He said this is kind of like a mirror image of the world that we came from. So if we adventure, we may find the castle that we came out of. But if it's a mirror image, that doesn't mean there's going to be a doorway, just that there's going to be a reflective version of that place there. Yeah. Not necessarily a way home. I don't... Yeah. He said that he he found his village, but he he clearly didn't find a way out, so... Wait, like... Like his village? Like... Yeah. A, a pillow version of it? Yeah. Neat. Creepy. Cuddly, right? So. I mean, it's still neat. It's creepy, but neat. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know how we're supposed to get out of here. There's only one more path. As you're discussing, uh, you hear some thumping and thudding behind you as if something larger is running up towards you. Larger as in humanoid size, not as in, like, small goblin pitter-patter. Um, anyone who turns will see the, the woman you'd met earlier hustling up to you. Uh, her, her right arm is barely hanging on at the shoulder, and it seems like it'd been tugged on, and she'd been in a bit of a, a battle. And as you look and see her, you see that there's some smoke and flames throughout the town. Uh, that the goblins may have kind of overrun parts of the town or have gotten further in. And she runs up to you and she's got a piece of very tattered paper um, and, and it's like fluttering it in your faces and, and pointing at it. Um, and as you all look, you see that this piece of paper has a very uh, roughly drawn version of like a stack of pillows in a very uh, like castle-like formation, um, and she she's pointing at that, and she kind of points at you and puts her hand out in a, a question. I mean, that's how we got in here. Oh, we came through a tent. Oh, wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait. Uh, what if? What if? What if there's the, this universe's version? We know there's the town, so what if there's the castle, and inside the castle, there's the tent that brought us here? Will we go into double pillow verse, or will we go backwards <laughs> if we go into that tent? 
It's, it's, it's and maybe there's a pillow king worse. in a box. And also, we could map the pillow castle. I mean, we could always try it. But, like Elvor, Eldor said, there's a likelihood that it leads to nothing. That's true. Well, do we notice, GMDM, uh, do we notice any similarities? Like, would there be a village that we would recognize from where we were from that looked similar to the one we just came from? From where we you were at? We could maybe try and put our... Yeah, from where you were at and what you understood of this area, uh, none of you seems to be very familiar with this specific setting. At least there hasn't been a village any of you have entered uh, that looks like this. Um, to the best of any of your knowledge, the way the trees are, uh, the mountains in the distance, and some of the, the farmland, you would guess that potentially it could be a part of your land, maybe two days, three days travel by foot uh, to the north of Crystal Keep. I share that information. Okay. It's worth a try. Maybe so we should go walking. check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Swedish now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his costume, everybody. Uh, and because some of you listen in without visuals, our costumes are all different accents. Just kidding. Oh man. You want, sure you want me to do that? I'll just sound like Dirk, Dirk Bentley the whole time. Oh, jeez. Sexy tractors <laughs> Mark, you sound all. like a Canadian. Oh, jeez. Those are all Solomers. All right, guys, let's make our way to that village and make sure not to make anybody mad there, eh? The only <laughs> accent I'm capable of is allowing my Kentucky accent to come through. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's not do accents. <laughs> when the husband says, oh, no, <laughs> you go, okay. Uh, yeah, right. so so you begin to walk to the south, or at least attempt to do a few days trek to the south. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, rations. How many do we have in our packs, everybody? Do we have enough for a couple uh, days, or are we on empty? Uh, I've got one day, but one day. but I've got good berries. Yay! We're also, good. technically, if you have a one-day ration, you're a fairy. That's one day's ration for a medium-sized creature. Just saying. Is it? <laughs> or does he get a fairy-sized ration? Yeah, I mean... Well, I don't it's... know why he would he pay five gold for it if it's this much food. Well, know? like, why, how could he carry a full-sized ration? Uh, if he carries one, that's like you carrying six rations and, for yourself. And it's gotta be, like, a silver instead well, again, of five gold. A good berry is 10 berries, and each berry is worth, like, a day's sustenance. Full day, yeah. You'll be fine. I don't even know why I bought the ration. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it'd be uh, fun. It'd it be seemed fun. like a good idea at the time. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you all begin traveling south. On your, on your route... Uh, the first day's walk, you encounter a few pillow people that shy away from you, move off the road, some actually run away in, in fear. Um, you're able to get a full 
uh, rest on on one of your first eats. <coughs> so feel free to hit your your full rest button. Um, Wait, I get things and I get a long rest. I need a yeah. minute. You need a minute? Go for it. I'll continue to talk. Okay. Uh, so you you walk almost a second day and. You're all starting to be a bit more familiar with the area. You think it's about another half day's travel. Um, the roads are eerily quiet. The the sound that you normally hear from horses and carts, you don't hear as a horse and a cart pass you here and there, all fluff filled. Um, and as you begin to think you're within the last hour or two of travel to Crystal Keep, and you come across the mountain, where you'd see the large castle, uh, the dragon that you had met a couple days prior drops down in front of you. The man hops off. Oh! Oh! Is this the older brother? The older brother? Did the, 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 remember there was rumors that the king killed his brother? Maybe he didn't kill him, he just pushed him into a tent and he disappeared. He didn't seem like he knew what that blanket was, though. Maybe he didn't remember. Maybe he's been here that long, or he Maybe just he like it drunk. messes with his memory. Sorry, no, I didn't like mean to the interrupt. king. Like the king saw the blanket and just threw it to the side, like it was a he dirty was also rag. Super drunk. <laughs> the, the, he's also super not smart. He yeah. was a a young, very idiotic, drunk kid, essentially. I from still what you recall, yes. I don't think he would have intentionally pushed him into the tent because I don't think he knows. But well, maybe that's somebody assuming, else That's assuming you've seen it before, too. Well, uh, to continue this meta discussion, because it's fun, um, <laughs> the, the king did know uh, all about the, the stash and was digging through. Like, he was digging for something in that bin. So he was at least aware, mildly, of everything there. Just to refresh that in your memories. Uh, but the dragon drops in front of you, and the man jumps off and rushes over, sword drawn, ready to swing, and shouting out, How did you not change? What have you done? And he looks across the what group are you talking and, about? and sees that most of you are pretty much unchanged, compared to him, who is over half changed. He's like, I used my fairy magics. I do magic, too. So do I. What do you know about this place? What have you learned? Nothing. Have you found a way out? If we found a way out, would we still be here? Learn that someone's very concerned with themselves. And I like, I I point over at the guy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Truth hurts, doesn't it, friend? Here's the thing. You told us everything we needed to know. That's it. Give me whatever magics you possess. Maybe I can return home. Give you? Is that really the way you ask for help? Or something that you need to leave? I thought we could be pals. I mean, I asked you what your life goal was, and you just brushed me off. We got he, deep, man. He deep. sticks his 
He sticks his sword in the ground, and it sinks a bit deeper than just like sticking it into dirt. Uh, so it goes about halfway down in, into the ground, and he walks up towards the group and eyes all of you, and then he points back behind him, not even looking. Why are you returning to this castle? Why would you say it like this castle? Well. Wait, this, did we walk in a What's circle? so special about this castle? This castle is important you... to me. I want to see the festival in pillow form. Oh, that would be wonderful. I want to see the festival in pillow form. Pillow fireworks <laughs> sounds like a mess. <laughs> Look, so I want to be there. Fluff everywhere. No, wait, why is this castle important to you? Well... Let's just say a little meta bird told me something. A meta bird? <laughs> what is a meta bird? I think you mean a metal <laughs> bird, right? Meta? No, I right. think he means a Facebook so... bird. Aha, burn. Oh, burn. Bird of face. It's, it's called a Twitter. Uh, oh. he, he, he looks across to all of you. This was once my castle where I came from. <gasps> so... We may know how to get you back, but you have to be nice. <laughs> yeah. I've left Your my majesty. sword behind. What is it that you know? That you need to stop being rude. It, it's literally free to be kind. Zero dollars. You're going to try to get back. Well. Would you like to come with us? I've spent, from what I recall, Based on the days and nights here, six years or so, I wish not to be here anymore. Do you have a 15-year-old brother? Maybe 14, something like that? No, my brother was 20. So... Uh, well, so... We're going to go and see if there's a secret passage to get back. I think, I think the maybe same way we've been in here. here longer longer than you thought. Well, whatever you know, and he drops his satchel down, he's got like six or seven books. Some bindings are really old and falling apart. Some are, are fairly new. And he starts pulling them out. He goes, I've collected these these things. Um, They talk about dimension travel, but this... And he pulls a small journal out, and he flips it open, and it's got drawings of a few different, um, like, tents and forts and other things that look childish and cartoonish. And he's, he's looking through them, and at the back, there's like six or seven pages ripped out. This seems to be from or for this dimension. He's flipped very quickly through the, the book. Uh, the, none of you were able to quite catch what was in it, um, but just enough to see that it was it was definitely other structures similar to the, this land. Hmm. Well, we indeed, if I can be frank, came through something that looked like those. Um, we were hoping to find its opposite, maybe? 
in the castle? Hopefully. Well, Another what, portal, something like that. What, what was it you came through? And he, he slowly starts flipping through. I've got pillow structures of all sorts. I've got blanket structures. I've got forts. I've there got... you go. I blanket. think it was a portal. It was a blanket. Blanket. He came yes. through a blanket and he flips through. He, he looks. To the best of my knowledge, here's all of the blankets. And the first one he opens up looks somewhat like a, a circus tent. Was it this? Flips through a few more and mm. asks, was it this? And they were, they were very unsimilar. And on the very last page, a very simple pup tent. Uh, very similar. He looks down and looks at you. And as you all get a little bit excited, this this is what you came through. Well, I mean, like, sort of. But ours Absolutely. was, like, dirtier and more torn up. Old. Where where did you come through it at? Uh, no. Sorry, you don't get to know that. Ah, <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> she shuts <laughs> him down immediately. But That's not pertinent information. Well, it, it is said... I can't tell you, but you can have with us. It is said that this pen... He looks at the rest of you. Uh, wherever you've gotten those pendants, these pendants... And the page together can bring you back to your land. Oh, so can we have the page then? He pulls the book back just a little bit. Do you... Have you seen any other books with drawings like this in your travels? I've seen a lot of books. No, you haven't. I have. I have this. <laughs> I am very learned. So. Well. Alright. He sets the book down and looks across the group. The, the pendant, uh, if you place it on the page, should activate the, the proper portal if, um... It is truly what you came through on. I saw one oh, man return, and only one man. The rest have fallen here. So only one person could go back. Well, I only had the one page for that person. Well, what if we all do it at the same time? Yeah. I mean, what if is where you came from. Can we all fit in your bag? I mean, you were in there, I think. I, it's kind of crowded, but maybe. It is, but I think Elshore would have the hardest trouble, so maybe if I went in there. Well, I, I, you each have a pendant, and you can each place it on the page. Uh, you oh. each can get your trip home, but yeah. as I said, only one person has found a page of what they've actually traveled through. Mine is sadly not in here. But we already identified the page. Yes. So, he lets out a huff and he sets it down. If it's truly your exit, he backs up. Set your pendant on the page of what you wish to exit on. Fizz, as you drop your pendant on, uh, Fizz, and only Fizz, sees a, a pup tent pop up right next to her um, with the door that's kind of flapping open. And you can kind of see into the... Uh, the same room you had left from. Oh, come on, guys! And I like go rushing in. 
you rush through it there's and as the rest of you watch fizz just kind of dives into midair and you hear a like a slurp and then a pop and then she's just gone you didn't see the tent you didn't see her like enter the tent she just popped right through and i get thrown and i'm like dang it now i don't have that necklace <laughs> uh fizz on the other side the the tent that you had come through is just flat on the floor um and all of the zombie goblins are just kind of like lumped on the ground fluff everywhere uh it seems to be within a matter of minutes of your your time leaving uh that you've returned the rest of you are there fizz's pendant sits on the page fizz is nowhere to be seen in the pillow world I'm ready. I'd like to drop my pendant. As you drop the pendant, you two see the same thing. You see a, a little pup tent pop up next to you. The rest don't see it. Uh, through the, the door, you do see Fizz. Um, as if you're sitting in the same spot the, the tent was in the room. Uh, on Fizz's side, she sees nothing other than the tent flat on the ground. Great. And I Hello. go through. As you go through, there's a slurp and a pop on uh, the pillow side, and much the same in reverse, and Lily just kind of pops into existence in front of Fizz. I'm walking over to the blanket, though, and I'm, like, kicking it. As, like, as you're kicking it, away. Like, Lily pops right in front of you. Uh... <laughs> Fizz lets out a scream. Uh, it is now down to Eljor. And Corey, and the man with the book. Corey, why don't you go through? I have an idea that might help our friend return home. Um, Unless you have another way, because obviously, I think he's only like this. No, I mean, stuck here with no. Do we know that they got home? Like, I assume so. Whatever. Let's let's can... see. Let's <laughs> see. Man who runs into. Man who runs into tents by themselves quickly without planning things wants to stay behind. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you want to hear put my? my... Oh. Um, no. No, put my amulet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Corey's like, I'm out. Uh, you get the same exact uh, scene as the rest. If you wish to enter, it's the same exact exit and entrance. Uh, Corey popping out on the other side. If, if that is what you wish, Corey is gone, and now Eljor, you are standing with the man who looks at you for a second and sees your hesitation. He goes and picks up the amulets and puts them uh, in his bag, and you see there's a few other amulets sitting in the bag as well. So you've seen other people go home, and you've been stuck here? Yes, I've, I've helped a few others go home. This amulet is the last that I've found, and I hope it's my ticket home when I find my page. Well, what was... What was, what did you come through? Well, my brother and I used to build castles, of all things. And, um, well, we built a castle one day, and the door Our started pillows? glowing. Yes, as out of pillows, as, as youngsters in palaces do.
What was your brother's name? One more time. Well, that's personal information I wish not to share. I mean, if I get through and it is your brother, I was going to relay a message if you wanted me to, in case what I want to do doesn't work. But I think it might. I think it might. He looks at you and and kind of grins a bit. Well, <clears throat> if the young whelp's still alive, well, he's he goes by the name of Plague. That's our, our family name. I recognize that name. Yeah, you immediately recognize it. Uh, you had met the the young king Noro Plague, uh, who mm -hmm. had just recently assumed the throne. Uh, he goes by Noral Plague the Fifth, or King Plague. Oh, the Fifth. this guy's been here for a long time. <laughs> so, King, King, oh, sorry, King Plague the Fifth is what he goes by. So, whatever family lineage and how they uh, hand down their their numbering, um, the the current king who is the the drunk youngster uh, is King Plague the Fifth, and this this man seems to be a brother of a plague. Okay. Is there a backside to the pages in the book? Presumably something that's, you know, blank, right? Each side of the drawings? Yeah, inside the book. Y yes, and he, he flips it over and on, like, the second or third page, there's a missing drawing here and there. Um, and it seems to be missing in certain sections where there may be something to add. Why don't we just draw it in here? Try to think about what your pillar fort looked like, right? Your pillar fort, the castle, and draw it on. Can't hurt to try. Simple enough. He sits there for a few moments and thinks about it and it looks at you and goes, well, if you have the implements, then that would be great, but um, I never traveled with utensils for drawing or sketching. Uh, is there any... Because <laughs> we're Oh no, are you trapped yeah, okay. over here with nothing to draw? <laughs> he doesn't oh, even no. have the paper. <laughs> uh, inventory... I have a tinderbox and a torch. So, I have charcoal. Feasibly. Right. Right. I mean, now's uh, not the time fair? to be looking for a date, but... <laughs> you have tinderbox. Mm. Uh, Alright, so... <laughs> I just uh, got it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I took me half a second as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you could feasibly make some charcoal for drawing. You could burn tips of sticks to get, like rough yeah. implementations yeah um, and just something that he can put markings on to make you know he can rub it on the the top of the used torch to like yeah. get charcoal and then kind of work it on yeah he he thinks and sits there and like counts in his mind a few times uh and as i've done some of his history roles he he nods his head after a few minutes and goes i i think i've got it i may be pillow off but i think that's in the back and he he sits down and starts uh using some of the implements that you've given him and he draws a bit and he sits there and puts like the final line on 
and then he he laughed for a second and goes we did have a um a pup that ran around through the palace and he'd always pull a pillow and so there was a pillow that he drew next to it shredded um and he's like there was always one pillow that wouldn't make it but now hopefully this is enough and he sets the page down and he looks at you and goes would, would you like to return home first or shall i try i mean if you're comfortable leaving the book i'm i'm comfortable waiting my if, turn if I, can return, if I can return i'm comfortable leaving everything including and he walks over to the dragon and pats him on the head and kind of motions up to the sky and the dragon takes flight and takes a, a long arc wait, wait, wait. around wait, wait, wait. and comes back as like you're screaming and the kind of flutter, flutters above you a moment and watches. I might be able to bring you the dragon. I believe Misty Step works uh, with another creature, doesn't it? Oh no, it doesn't. It does. Dang it. It, it when you get so. leveled up or something, it, it can't. I think <sighs> I think later on in its levels it might, or there's another one similar to Misty Step that does. Look the, it's a uh, it's invisibility a class does. feature. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, man. Let me so, make sure because yeah yeah yeah. Okay. The dragon the dragon will circle for a few minutes. See if you can bring a dragon back. Ah, you teleport. Just you. You teleport. Self. Uh, good idea. I'm sure there's something else for it. If only. Oh! He's intelligent, right? How did the, the dragon. dragon get here? I am going to cast Comprehend Languages to find out. Okay, as you, as you cast Comprehend Languages, the dragon's flying overhead, and you hear something along the lines of, um... These pitiful little creatures are asking me to wait. What is it that they want from me? And he flutters around. He goes, I could just snack one of them up if I wanted to. You want to eat things again? Not me wait. made of fluff. Wait. You're speaking my language. How yes. is it that um, you're speaking my language? Magic. You know this. Something that exists outside of pillows and fluff. Do you want to go back to the real world where you can have your hoard made of actual gold, not fluffy, coin-looking things? I was woven here. Oh. As a young dragon pup. I look forward to returning to my hoard of golden-stitched medallions and many things. But I do seek new treasure and new lands. What do you offer me? Uh, I'm not sure if you can come through. The dragon drops right in front of you, and the the man with you kind of looks up as he's placed his pendant on the page. You see him kind of look over, and his jaw drops as he may be seeing his way home. He looks at the dragon and looks at uh, whatever it is in front of him, and he goes diving in. You hear the, the slurp plop, and he goes disappearing into the thin air, and it's you and the dragon. Did he give me the book? The book is there. The book is left. Okay, he's good. Left I was like, book. oh no, I'm actually he's a left his bags. Person. The sword is still stuck in the ground. Like, this man basically saw a way home and just chased it for all his being. Oh, I'm definitely going to grab all of his stuff because right. he'll, yeah. at least this, he, I'm interested in what he has been doing for the last several years. 
Oh, hi, yeah. Dom. Oh, hi, Dom. Um, <laughs> he just ran through with the toy because he's a good boy. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh. Yeah, so uh, I want to say to the dragon, because you don't get to talk to dragons very often, even if they're fluffy, um, if this is your home, then I wouldn't take you from it. But I do thank you for looking after the king, uh, the whatever royalty he is. Uh, hopefully he was a good companion. The dragon looks at you for a second and then uh, looks down well, I am the last of my kind here, so may I see your land if possible? I want to try something. I'm hopeful. Um, okay. I think it's just kind of a, a touch thing. I don't really think that the actual space of it matters. That makes sense. You are a dragon. Where I come from, dragons can become smaller beings, yes? So, can you become a humanoid, uh, something similar to my height? Uh, as, as you're looking at the dragon, he, he shakes his head and looks up at you. A party trick. And he turns into a, a small stuffed version of himself, like, even more <laughs> plushy, like, big beady eyes that kind of roll around, uh, short stubby legs, like super, super uh, what you'd like to pick up at the store for a niece or nephew type dragon, even (laughs) fuzzier than he was, and he drops down into that form um, and he isn't moving like it's it's very much a a stuffed version at this point Uh uh-oh uh-oh sub we have a sub. Thank you, Beast of Burden. Uh, oh, welcome. Beast. Uh, you, with your sub, became the hype boss. Become, become the hype boss as we're having some fun here. Um, that means I've you known get to Beast pick of somebody. Burden since I was in college. He's a good guy. Aww. So you get to pick somebody other than Glenn. No, just kidding. You get to pick somebody <laughs> on screen who gets a nat 20. Uh, they get to keep it until they use it, meaning uh, when they get. A, they get told to roll a d20, they can actually say, nope, that's a 20, I'm using it as that. So feel free to choose someone on screen, even if it is our dear old Glenn. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, DM's got a few things ready in his back pocket, so don't worry. Uh, feel free to pick somebody on screen, you can call them out by name, character name, or that guy, position one, two, three, or DM, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, we have a stuffed dragon now, um, that isn't moving, isn't speaking, uh, has dropped right in front of Eljor, uh, as very much a, a toy mentality. Can you hear me? Nothing, nothing is said, but you can kind of see the eyes roll just a little bit as if in that form, uh, he's even less alive. Okay. Oh, I Um, want one. I know, right? Well, I'm bringing him back. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have our friend here, and I'm gonna say, okay, well then you hold on, because we're going home. Um, and I'm gonna put my amulet on the journal with the tent. Okay. As you do, you see the tent pop in front of you. And there was, you said there were several other like there medallions were, and stuff. There were a few bag, medallions right? and books in his bag, uh, but the journal's the only one that's open and has um, 
just your medallion and then his medallion shoved off to the side because you had to flip a few pages. The rest yeah. of the medallions from your group have been put into his bag. I'm going to put everything in the bag, all of it in the bag, including, can I try and do a fun thing where I just slowly, like I hold the chain and close the book on it? I need, I need a sleight of hand or dexterity <laughs> to see if you can do this. I'm going to use that 20. All right. Uh, so that's going to be, <laughs> if there's any time to use it, it's now, right? There um, you go. That's a 28. 28. Uh, you're able to close it and you feel the pendant slide a little bit in there, but it's, it's secure enough. The tent, tent does not go away. Uh, you are currently, uh, we don't play overburdened, but I would say you, you are basically overburdened at this point with an okay. extra bag of books and a dragon yeah. stuffed animal. And you're holding this, this thing. Like you just came back from Disneyland or something. <laughs> um, you're just like coming home from a, a fun vacation with too many souvenirs. Um, <laughs> stagger forward with my stuff and just like fall into the tent then <laughs> as you fall into the tent everything <laughs> uh, you you end up kind of splaying out on the floor in the room in the castle that you were just at uh and as you look around oh. and yeah can i also i don't know if this is too much if i have to, i apologize <laughs> i want to have brought his sword because i assume that's important to his family <laughs> I'm I want to make here. sure he has it. Like he it's has like to roll to make sure he doesn't fall on I, it. I'm writing here. Uh, Glenn gets murdered next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, who's the uh, real let's... goblin? It's the elf. <laughs> it's the elf. Uh, Sorry, I'm the real goblin. It's in my name, bro. Yeah, come on. Uh, let's see. Let's have you roll a uh, acrobatics check to see if you can balance it all and keep <laughs> oh! it all. That's a 20 on the die. Let's go. Right, you, bring it, you bring it back. You bring it they back. They came through when you needed it. You bring they it back. They were so bad the whole session. They <laughs> did, yeah. Um, as, as, you're, as you fall through, the sword drops to the ground. All of your stuff drops to the ground. And you look up. And the rest of the group uh, is barely like seconds from seeing one another. Um, you look around and you you feel like you hadn't left the room for more than maybe a minute or two at the absolute mm. most except for the fact that the the additional goblins are dead on the ground out in the, the hallways uh, one of the guard comes walking around the corner uh with a flailing goblin in his hand um as he's picked it up and it seems to be one of the last of of the sort and you you hear him yelling out your majesty are, are you okay? King! King! And the young king pops his head kind of up out of the metal uh, bin that he was in, the, the chest, and looks across the group. I, I'm, I'm fine. Um, who, who, are, who are you two? And he points to the two women in the presence there that he hadn't seen prior. Well, they were, they were in that... Uh... That, that pillow fort thing we went into. We brought him back. Not a lie. Well, uh, okay, um... <laughs> and he, he sits up straight and his eyes bug out a little bit. And he points. That sword. Where did you get that sword? Is he not here? No. The... He saw the... Where's the his man? room? What's his name? Ah... Uh... Your Majesty, you had an older brother, yes? Yes. 
he disappeared, right? Yes, and he starts looking a little fearful, especially seeing the sword on the ground, which he recognizes. Where was the room you were playing in with him when you last saw him? Well, when the door began to glow? We, we had a few too many drinks one night, and we decided to play one of our childish games, and um, it's in the, the parlor across the building. I think you need to go there right now. Quickly. He, he eyes the sword and like stumbles kind of out of the room, both <laughs> out of fear and a little bit out of inebriation, uh, <sighs> and looks at the group. You, you can see yourselves out. The, the guard will get you. Uh, okay, okay. And he, he hustles down the hall. You're all left standing there. Uh, plushy dragon, uh, a, a royal sword, a bag of books, and some dead pillow goblins. The guard standing there with the pillow goblin flailing in hand just pulls a dagger from his side and just stabs the goblin up through his head and cuts the head off. And it drops to the ground in like a fluff. And you hear him yell down the hall, We got more of a mess down here to clean up! More of these things. I'll help! And I'll, I'll flutter forward and just start throwing fireballs. Uh, produce flames at him. Just as, you're, as you're tossing produce flames at these things, they go up very quick. It's like a flash paper. And here is where we'll end our evening as they're cleaning up the castle. And we are back out of spoopy town well we've ingratiated ourselves to both kings haha ha. Ah. uh <laughs> sir ahoy did you have anyone lined up that we're raiding tonight because we want to send some love nope. to another channel i can do it one time all right so crag is on we can go visit crag yeah let's go hang out and see crag uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna go tell crag how much we love, what, Carball tonight, or is it something else? Carball, yeah. Carball. Carball. Sweet. You mean Rocket uh, so, League? So if you're playing Rocket League at all, and you want to play with some other streamers, uh, Craig plays with people who watch sometimes. So Carson. go say hi. Go go, let them know that uh, Here Be Dragon sent you. Uh, go to our Instagram and register for our giveaway. And um, we will be uh, seeing you next week for our next show. So... I can't see the countdown, so send us off to Carball, and uh, see you next week, everybody.